Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And y'all thought I was mad at Brett Michaels before. There's a lot of yelling today. Oof, I am angry. And I'm really yelling. excited to talk about it. Because <laughs> it's finale time. You get this Why? like sinister smile on your face. Oh, because I'm ready to rip him a new asshole. I'm so excited about it. He really outdoes himself in the terrible department. Like in certain ways that I think he is worse than Flav. Interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm very In different ways, yes. In different it's, ways. Yes. Believe me, I there is no loss of the fire, the hate fire I have burning in my heart for Flav. Like that has not dimmed at all. But it has grown for Brett. There's it's enough your- space for hating both of them it's like turning the burners on on the top of a stove <laughs> it's like one flame went up a little because i'm focused on this right now yeah just dual the other one's just simmering over there yeah right i just i've got it it's not over forgotten. to the side it's not forgotten it's over to the side yeah. because i haven't really had to deal with his universe in a while but it's coming back soon enough yeah because in case you don't know on deck next is I Love New York season two, then Rock of Love. So I got to keep my hate fire for Brett oh, yeah. stoked. And then Flavor of Love season three, which I don't really remember. Um, obviously, I don't remember a ton of any of this, but I definitely do not remember any of that, except for the fact that New York does not come back. Yes. We're going to still make it interesting anyway, though. Woo. Yeah. I guess we'll do our housekeeping. You can follow along with us on Tubi, Hulu, or for some reason it's shortened on Amazon Prime. We didn't check. It might be a typo. We just said, fuck it, we're going right to Tubi. Yeah, I didn't really get what was happening there, but whatever. Tubi was fine. You can rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars, please. Yeah, greatly appreciated. It's a free way to support us during this time. and Gets us noticed. Yeah, it gets us on the map. We hear from more fans and you can be like oh well like i've been listening to them for a long time and like i mean it's cool that you're just starting (laughs) if you want to support us beyond that for three dollars a month you can get bonus episodes on patreon yes patreon.com slash rewind the love pod we did have a new patron madison thank you so much thank you madison we love you thanks yeah we just dropped a new episode on that we did numbers 80 to 51 on the 100 most shocking rock and roll moments i fucked moments it up again rock and roll, yes. it doesn't matter VH y'all know what i mean was. yeah yes. according to vh1 in 2001, 2001 yes i i did a lot of yelling about garbage men there also but to different degrees like we're talking actual sexual predators uh but beyond that i also stand gloria stefan a lot we laugh we almost cry we you went on like an entire Twitter day, like almost dedicated to her. Because Gloria Stefan is the fucking queen. Oh my god, her music still slaps. It's so good. I just and she just seems so nice, and I just wish nothing but the best for her always. Mm-hmm. Did we have any VH1CU news? Uh, One Sister thing. Patterson yes. sort of said that she wants, or that like there's rumors of her slash new york coming back to vh1 yes. or on there's tv something in some capacity yes. there's, she she's being vague playing the waiting game right now. we don't really know what that means but it would be wonderful to have either her or new york on a dating show 
Listen, give Sister Patterson her own version of finding love ASAP. What would you call it? Oh, God. I don't know. Sister and her misters? It's not bad. Sister finds her mister? It's pretty good, right? That one's not bad. It's decent. Top of the head real quick like that? That's not bad. I mean, my mind is mush and garbage. Um, (laughs) Every once in a while, something good pops out. Beyond that, not a ton of VH1 CU news. Everybody's bored in the house and they're in the house bored. Let's see. Did we did we talk at all? I forgot. We've we've recorded this intro like five times. Did we talk at all about how we felt about this episode beyond not thinking yet. that Brett is a piece of shit? No. Because we could do it. We have not not could do it. No, we have not discussed yet. So what did you think of the episode? I mean, I'm ready to fight Brett Michaels. Diabetes and all. Jeez. Like, I don't give a fuck. We fighting. It's on site. Wow. I hate him. Like <laughs> Like, he really outdoes himself this week. I mean, how did you feel about it? I'm excited to hear, especially as a dude, like, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. It was very, I mean, yes, we'll get into details throughout. It was much more of a less things going on, but I felt like it was much more emotional and, what would the word be? Not, like, I don't want to say there's more conversation in scenes, but that if that kind of makes sense. Well, what's funny compared, is, like, there is and there isn't, because... It felt more real than when I watched the finales of Flavor of Love or I Love New York, if that makes sense. Did it? I thought so. I feel quite the opposite. Oh. I'm, well, I'm excited to talk about it, but what else is I going to say about this? I feel like this episode... Not a lot happens, but there is a lot to talk about. Yeah. Because some of the stuff he does and some of the stuff they do really requires some some in-depth analysis, and I'm ready to do it. But <laughs> semi-related to that, also, I was having a really interesting conversation with a friend of the show, Alexandria, and she was saying that she was listening back, and she kind of, I guess my words like were ringing in her head about how like certain men who've grown up good looking and been good looking their whole lives never really needed to develop a personality. And she was saying that like there are women like that, too. And I fully believe that we know them and we I want to say we love them, but I mean, I'm sure somebody loves them. But, you know, (laughs) that's what I mean. But. I think when it comes to these kinds of shows, I don't talk about those women very often. One, because a degree of them don't really appear on reality TV in that context. Mm-hmm. If they do, they're not appearing on a show like Flavor of Love or Rock of Love. Okay. There, I, I get the sense there might be a little bit more of that in For the Love of Ray J, but just because it's more plausible that people would find Ray J attractive than the two of them. And I think that of the women who were pretty their whole lives and didn't have to work through various types of insecurities but still want to be on television (laughs) um like i think that those women are the ones who get sent home early because they didn't really do their part and because they're not used to like chasing a man like what's like tamra that's how you i think that's i think it's tamra because they all fucked it up and but it's spelled tamara tamara however you want to pronounce it but I think, no, but I swear to God, she or they were pronouncing it, well, Brett was pronouncing it super wrong, but somebody was pronouncing it Tamra. As opposed to, as you'd say, someone like a Heather or even like a Hoops. To me, Heather is a walking 
projection of her insecurities like the way I feel like men tend to project their insecurities, which they're very loud about how confident they are now. Whereas, like, I think a lot of times women turn their insecurities inward. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of why Hoops is a little bit more reserved. And I, it's not that I don't think probably Hoops was, wasn't was gorgeous her whole life, but I feel like because she was kind of tomboyish and maybe didn't gravitate towards wanting to be pretty and girly and soft, that she was probably put down for a decent amount of her life. Mm-hmm. And so... And really has just kind of come around to finding herself pretty. I don't know. This is all purely conjecture. So who fucking knows? <laughs> but I think Jess has an element of that, too. She, re- I was thinking that she was kind of becoming very hoops, but she really outdoes herself in the bitch department this week. You were week. not happy. She really... I don't know if it's a producer thing where it's like, yeah, Yo, you really got to open up more a little bit. But what I always say is as much as, as much as I believe that producers are definitely encouraging them to go all yeah. out. I also, and that some of it, yes, is could just be for TV. But like I said about Lacey a thousand times, I think the decision of who you want to become to make good TV is much more reflective of who you are as a person than a lot of these people would be willing to admit. Okay. Does that, do you know what I mean? Explain a little more. <laughs> I think that you... The the character that you decide to assume mm-hmm. when you are told, okay, do more, be more, like, or you have that come to Jesus moment with yourself where you're like, okay, in order for me to stay on this show, I need to up the ante. Yeah. I can't just get by anymore. Right. There are ways, certainly, to do that mm-hmm. that don't require you being a slut-shaming, biphobic piece of shit. Gotcha. And- Jess truly outdid herself in that department. I got this I did week. get very disappointed. I wrote it somewhere. I was like I was like stripper shaming. Come on, Jess. Or I mean, listen, it was the mid 2000s yes. I'm I like not that I'm it trying to give Jess different. not that I'm giving Jess a pass by any stretch of yeah. the imagination, but it was certainly a lot more commonplace yes. to be really shitty about bisexuality, to be really shitty about sex work. I'm I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying a lot more of us who have since grown and changed were engaging in those sorts of behaviors than we may feel comfortable admitting. Mm. And I would like to hope that Jess, wherever she is in the suburbs of Chicago or whatever the fuck, has has matured and learned better and grown from this. True. And that's all I can hope. Yeah. That said, she's still a fucking bitch this episode, and I'm excited to tear into her too. Wow so much anger yeah well it's just that kind of day all right <laughs> well, it's gonna be an angry episode my god yeah so we got rock of love season one episode 11 titled the rose and the thorn which is also our finale yep we open the episode with just saying she's not about to give up and heather better watch her back heather says more convinced than ever she's here for brett and he sees that too which then just leads right into Brett coming out of his room saying, this awkward level who's ready to go to Mexico? As they awkwardly sit on the floor waiting around for him. It's so fucking weird. He really does look like when he walks in right here and goes, who's ready to go to Mexico? Not like that he's that excited to do it. It's more like, well, I'm here. Who's ready to go to Mexico? Kind of like he knows, like, you just have to finish the show to get your payday. And like, Yeah, because it's going to be such a rough decision, as he says 500 yeah. times. This is... I just remembered how the finale, like the finale, finale goes, and I just got angry all over again. 
They take a limo to a private jet. Very nice private jet. They then show up to, it's called the Mi. Yeah, Mi Cabo. Mi Cabo Resort. 4.5 on TripAdvisor, 4.3 on Google Reviews, about 4 out of 5 on Booking because they're out of 10. Cool. And a 3 on Yelp because nobody on Yelp is ever happy. <laughs> but it looked like a gorgeous resort, though. It looked really and, it, nice. and like, it's not like I was going out of my way to take vacations before. It's not like if we weren't in a pandemic, I would have been any closer to taking a trip to Mexico or anywhere. Yeah. But like, especially knowing that we can't fucking go anywhere, it was totally torture watching them at this resort mm-hmm. like i don't know if you felt the same way but i was i was tortured it's a little bit yes going on a vacation would be nice well technically you can't really go anywhere because no one's allowing u.s citizens in right but it's not, so it's not even about money or just the pandemic all over the globe it's the fact that we're not allowed places well i mean we are not allowed places because of the pandemic yes. like so it, it is our pandemic. country's handling of it yes yes Jess says that she can't wait to cucaracha with her man, and I was like, bam, that means cockroach. So. So, like, the song? La cucaracha means the cockroach. The cockroach, the cockroach. It makes less sense in English. Shit. Oh, my God. I didn't know. <laughs> How did you not know? I thought it was common knowledge I thought it was at this just point. A, I thought it was just, like, a dance. It, it is a dance. It's sort the cockroach of, but dance? like. I guess I don't know that I don't know the history of La Cucaracha, but La Cucaracha means cockroach. Shit, I'm gonna have to Google all this now. Anyway, we get our standard arrival at this point, yes. which is Brett the three it- the three D's: dancers, drums, and drinks. Oh, okay, nice. Brett gets a quick talking head, saying they really rolled out the red carpet for them. Of course, he's gonna say that the VIP. But he always says that shit. So, yes, they get mojitos, which we both had to kind of look and be like, it was mojitos, right? Yeah, which is weird because mojitos aren't Mexican. Well, it also makes me wonder, maybe it was a margarita in a But margaritas don't, why would you do margarita in like a tall glass? A tall glass, glass. I don't know. I mean, you were the glass person, like you would know. Why would you? Coca-Cola glass, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. (laughs) Margarita, mojito glass, they look similar. Anyway, dancers come over, Brett says they're all sexy ladies. He could have done without making those comments. You know what I mean? I mean, mean? he's always going to sexualize everyone. He, but he's going to, but does he need to? Also, did you notice that all three of them have cowboy hats on when they get there? Did they really? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's They're so ugly. So Heather points at one of them, and I believe she says, I'm fucking that one. I, d- I didn't hear that, but I- They show it on the bottom. Oh, she, like, do they? whispers, I think, to Brett, and it says, I'm- like, I didn't at know sign, she meant, dollar like, signs, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know if she meant fucking that, that one. That one. points oh, no, at, like, I guess one of them. Yeah. Which is the one Brett then says, This is Heather almost knocked me out trying to get to one of the hot dancers. And Heather starts, like, dancing, and then they get he's pulled like, in, they start dancing. He makes a snotty comment that he's like, I'm not paying any attention to her because I'm paying attention to the girls I'm with, but the girl I'm with is paying attention to the hot girl that I'm not paying any attention to, and, like, what the hell? Heather's and just having fun. Heather's just, like, that girl is pretty. She's, at, like, she's admiring another woman's beauty. And, and she just, could look at it like, oh, well, if I dance with her, maybe Brett would be like, damn, girl on girl. Ooh. Right. It would be out the of the realm. sexualizes everything. It would not be out of the realm of possibility for Brett to be, you would think, turned on in exactly. that context. If it was Jess, I bet he would have said something different. 
I just, it's just super out of character. Well, uh, well, he did make the comment about that time that uh, she made out with the, the time she made out with the super fan. Heather? Jess. Oh, that's right. And she bit the lip. Yeah. Interesting. The ladies get brought to their room and they're told to get ready for dinner tonight. Well, Obviously, this Brett is... goes to his own space. Let me, one thing that bothered me a little bit about this is Brett telling them to go to their room, and he goes, oh, the staff will get you there? I'm like, dude, just walk them to the room. I feel like it's kind of ridiculous. I don't think Flav walked them to their room. Well, that's Flav, also. Like, he was probably just like, all right, see y'all later, and they just left. I mean... Then again, it should be held to a different standard, but... I just mean they're both trash, so... Yes. Like, why would would we expect any of that from any of them? I... Because I wrote the person... The show is for, in this case, Brett. So it should walk them to the room at least. Don't just say, hey, follow guest services. See you later. I, I've i just learned to expect the barest of, of minimums. On a family or friends trip, I get it. We see each other all the time. In this case, walk them to their damn room. I don't know why I was so bothered by this. Even, I guess, Flav too. It's like, but yes, he tells them to get ready and stuff. They'll be meeting up for dinner later at night. So the ladies get to the room. And it is a fucking regular ass double room. It it's, actually looks tighter than a regular double room. Normally on all the shows we watch, they get some sort of like. They get a little bit more space. Or something. I think that in season one, they may have had a slightly larger double room. Season two, they had like a whole cabana. And then season of then I, I Love, love New, New York. York. I Love huge, New York. Yeah. Well, they got separated, remember? Because they got the fight. Remember? There's Fuck these banana trees. And, uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the, the four by four trips. You're thinking uh, about the two by two trips. Sorry. When there's four of them left. If gotcha. White Boy's still there. I'm talking about the finale. And Tango and Chance got into the fight. So they had to split them up yes. in separate rooms. But I still think that their original room, it might have been about the same size, but they ended up in separate rooms. Yeah. But exactly, yes. They get go. like the swag bags full of, you know, hotel merch. Just I noticed stuff is there, yeah. It like you know, it's flip flops, it's booze, it's uh, t shirts and little booty short underwear. Yeah, just swag bags. So the ladies get a note from Brett saying he can't wait for dinner later tonight. Heather says that her goal is to show Brett that she's really passionate about being with him, and Did that Jess is not. Also, that like in her talking heads, there are like people walking through the back. In Heather's? Yeah. The ones, not, there's the ones that she does, like, obviously in the studio as part of the larger talking head package, yeah. but there's the one she does in person where, like, like where you can see a bunch of, of stuff. Yeah, like, where you can see, like, a bunch of people walking in the background. Also, the music leading up to dinner and kind of throughout the episode was very ominous, yeah. right? And not just one of, the, I have, I made a note about, there's one point later where it's like, wow, I was not expecting that much of a difference, but it's very telling. Oh, the end? With There's the, one. With the two ladies. With, yeah, with, like, one of them gets like. One of them gets a song of breath. Strippy dance music. Yeah, and the other That's one's Brett's like. That's song. Blah, blah, we'll blah, talk blah, about blah, it blah. later. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Uh, Wait, are we going to talk about Jess's line here when she does her own talking head? Well, I was going to say the confrontation thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's my next line. Sorry. So, Jess says doesn't like stirring up confrontation it's against her morals she just can't do it but there's a fight inside of her that wants to be with brett so if she has to she will if she has to like she was really pushed to being as much of a bitch as she turns into this week like she was left with no other option gotta be mean fuck with her head 
everybody's very casual at this dinner. Like, I was a little surprised. It's almost awkward, too. But yeah, so we get to dinner time. The ladies walk over. Heather's in like a nice black dress. Jess, I did not see because we find out later. I guess she was wearing more. I thought Heather was in a tank top. No, Heather and was jeans. in like a black dress. Oh, was she? Well, it yeah. was like a tank top dress. Jess like it wasn't... was in like a black top and I thought was just jeans. Yeah, she was I in wrote. a long sleeve shirt, like a long a sleeve, you know, shirt. like yeah. one you would get from Old Navy and a denim mini skirt. So. See, I didn't see the skirt. I just thought it was jeans. But either way, I was like, wow, this is really toned down for a finale kind of a dinner. A finale like, dinner. Yeah, I was very surprised. So Brett's there in his white shirt and jeans. First glance, I was like, wait, is that kind of puffy shirt from Seinfeld? But then I'm like, no, it's a regular white no, long sleeve shirt. No, it's just like what a guy going through a midlife crisis wears for a beach vacation when go. he goes out, you know? So we're here in Cabo with the terrific two. He's really trying with these nicknames. He pulls the chairs for the ladies to sit. Does to uh, it cuts to Heather giving Jess a mean stare, and then Jess just kind of looking silent. Brett's also looking very awkward. It's just a very awkward. I want. Scene. I would like if I was better at this, and actually, I probably could do it, but I won't. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I would want the glaring at them back and forth set to the opening of the Nicki Minaj song only. It's like da, 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 da. I never fucked Wayne. I never fucked Drake oh. all my life. You know how the beginning of that okay, song yes. starts? There's videos of that where it's, I think it's like the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic puppets where they just, they're like, all just looking at each weird. other yeah. with that music. Oh my God. That's what I want. I want Heather and Jess with that cut. I thought cut. we were going to get into the Us version of, uh, I got five on it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, actually, that would be pretty funny too. But Brett breaks the tension by pointing out well Bread. he says you could immediately feel the tension when the girls arrived which is weird because like every scene you see where it's just the two of them hanging out they seem like everything's They're going totally fine until the camera shows up yeah so yes he breaks the ice by saying there's bread here kind of funny he starts to eat some bread the girls are still just sitting there staring at each other he I'm says so annoyed, he needs he... to cut through the bullshit and pick one of these girls to be his girlfriend he now decides that he wants to ask the important questions or so he thinks. Basically, what he wants to do is tell them how he feels about them and, like, address his concerns in the form of a question instead of making so any sort of effort to get to know them. Two weeks we're in, roughly, yes. Yeah. So he launches into a lot of questions he needs answered. So he goes to Heather. I know we laugh a lot about other girls. Ha! Look at her tits. Who has better tits? Whose ass is tighter? LOL. Interesting. Which I think is kind of funny. But there's times where, like, I think I've said it to... Oh, no, that comes up later with the uh, lesbian thing. No, it's here. It's during this scene. It's though, here. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because out of nowhere, Brett loves to, like, invent these fucking problems. To... Oh, this is the exact part. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He, Brett confused. loves to invent problems that he has never broached with Heather and just push them on her, but then keep her every fucking It's like lead. building a bullshit story. So he has an excuse to break from, up yes. with her. For and sure. He, says he is confused at times. Is it out of fun or is it because you think she's hot and you want to bring her to the relationship? And this is where I say, like, even like you, like, there's times we'll just be like walking somewhere and you'll point something out. You're like, oh, God, she's beautiful. But, but you appreciate that. Like, uh, what is it? The first time you saw, like, Gal Gadot, you were just like, is that how you pronounce it? Stunned. You're just, just like, blown oh, away. my God. Yeah. Like, she's gorgeous. But I also love the narcissism of Brett that he would assume that she'd want to be in like she'd want to bring the other girl into the bedroom or into the relationship rather than like just be with that girl instead yeah (laughs) like 
bisexual people exist. I'm just saying. I don't. I just don't get this weird like calling Heather like a lesbian out of nowhere. It really doesn't make sense. And also like complimenting other women. Like what is the problem? That's what I said. I bring up you know as a relatable thing with you. There's no reason to be threatened by it. Yeah, at all. It's just weird. Jess talking head says she thinks Brett's onto something. Heather is a skanky was... hoe who wants to have an open relationship with other women. I was like, Brett's on to nothing. And you siding with this because you hate Heather is shitty. Like, I was, like, stunned that yeah. Jess went from being like, I don't really like conflict. And, like, these girls get on my nerves because they're so drama to being, like, burn the witch. Like, just, oh, I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> Jess? Heather says that she's just not a hater. She also, sees a girl with a... Oh. Sorry. Um, open relationships are none of your fucking business. Keep going. Sorry. So Heather says she's just not a hater. She sees a girl with a nice rack. She'll say, hey, she's got a nice rack. The line is, I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. And oh, that's what I she stand. Says? Yeah. I stand. Like, that loud was great. You're she like, had that ready. You're kind of like that, too. Yeah, exactly. What sense does it do to, like, not acknowledge that another woman's beautiful? Why hate? And you can appreciate. Uh, this, uh, yeah, what did she say? Congratulations. And you can congratulate. There you go. She's not saying, hey, come fuck me and my man. She says it very serious. She says she is the complete package. She is perfect for him. He's yeah, perfect for her. She does a and very smart. at the smart, right time in their life. She does the smart thing where she shifts the focus back to them exactly. on their relationship, which in a healthier ish scenario would be the smart move of just being like, don't worry about how. I look at other women like here's why this relationship is working out between us because I'm not interested in them. I'm interested in you, yes. which actually now that I'm saying it out loud, that sounds problematic. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, where I know what just, you mean by it. It's yeah. like you're well, especially because it's such a fabricated thing to get upset about and based in literally nothing yes. that, From you what know, we've seen, there's no you're making a mountain out of a molehill. We have more important things to discuss if we're going yes. to be together. So he fears she was just a party girl. But Heather then jumps in and goes, With Jess, a solidly like, valid question. Turns it real quick. I don't know if this is like the editing that made this happen, but. Heather low-key missed her calling as an attorney. Yeah. I'm just saying. So she goes, Jess, are you ready to be a mom, a parent? Which Jess replies, you keep bringing up the age difference. Okay, but at 23... Nobody a lot of people are not ready to. to be parents. And yes. I, and listen, I know that a lot of people step up. I know that young parents exist and do excellent jobs. I'm I'm not saying that nobody at 23 isn't ready or can't become ready or whatever. I I I do think that that is a big ask of somebody to become a step parent at 23 yeah. years old. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it and I know that it happens and it's a beautiful thing, but it it's it's not out of the realm of possibility for it to be a challenge. And I also, I think that that's something that Brett should have asked her. I mean, we don't know if he didn't, but it doesn't seem like he did. Well, that's... That's a valid question for Brett to have. Brett, it's Heather doing that to be like, hey, by the way, bro. We also don't see Brett bring up his kids really too much. And I think that if you are bringing your... He mentions being a father, but yes. He yeah, but I think that like it's important as you know people with divorced parents who brought other partners in you would think and should as a parent like take your children's feelings into consideration and be like 
would this person be a good person to have around my children? Does this person want to be around my children? Would this person embrace my children? Yeah. Because if they're not, then it doesn't matter how well you guys get along or how good you fuck. Hello, you need to be good to your kids. Your kids are most important. Jess says at 23, everyone is 100% different than everyone else. You can't compare age at that age. Fair. That she is. Which I go like, all right, I know the Blink-182 song says nobody likes you when you're 23, but was this a thing before the song? Like, was it a common thing? Well, that the song I, existed before this. I know that, but I'm saying, the was there a saying or something about being the age of 23 where all of a sudden that's like a thing? No, I just think like being in your early 20s, taking on the responsibility of being a parent or step-parent well, is so young, a big yeah. undertaking i mean it's a big undertaking at any age but, but like, would she have said the same thing if she was 24 she's like well at 24 you're 100 percent different probably than everyone else probably okay I, so she meant it more as a generalization of hey in your early 20s like you're just different yeah in your early 20s i don't know right. she made it very specific that's why i got into my overthinking of course where it goes i was like well blink 182 says that she says this like <laughs> was this some fucking saying i never heard from like before all this uh, not that i'm aware of i just think that like it's a solid question and heather had every right yes. to pose it cut to brett's talking head saying jess is young and not sure if she could fall head over heels in love which then we come back to heather asking brett what were you doing when you were 23? Would you want kids at 23? And were you ready to have a family then? He says he wasn't ready at 23. But in fairness, he is a narcissistic piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so, and at that point, you think about it. Touche, like, but it does around, bolster Heather's argument regardless. Yes, and he's going around playing rock music. He just wants to like sleep with chicks, party, and do all that. Like He's not ready to be a parent and like mature a little yet. And I mean, I don't want to just entirely project because jess is right everybody is different at 23 yeah i look back now as somebody at heather's age and i used to say to myself like oh i wanted to have i wanted to be married at least or have a kid by 24 and like the thought of doing that now i i for myself entirely i'm not trying to speak for anybody else like i'm saying for me i couldn't have done it i mean i would have figured it out but i I'm overwhelmed at the thought of having a kid presently at 31. Like, the thought of having one at 23 would have just been too much for me personally. So Heather goes to say something else where Jess kind of just cuts it and goes, well, you're 31 years old and you're still stripping, which I also wrote in all caps. No stripper shame, damn it, Jess. No stripper shaming, but... Damn it. Like, I, I, I... And I'm not saying this to agree with Jess in any way, shape, or form, but it is a good, like, clap back for this purpose. Like, oh, you want oh, to talk is, about what you should yeah. or shouldn't be doing by a certain age. Like, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be stripping at 31, obviously. At all, yeah. No hate at all. for the purposes of a clap back entirely. <laughs> and <laughs> like, especially... As you were saying And especially considering she's vocalized, Heather's vocalized before about the fact that she's not happy about the fact that she's still doing it. So it is definitely a pain point if you really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Although when she says that, Brett kind of does one of those like clear throat calls like, like, oh, shit. (laughs) And Heather's mouth gets so tight and so small. Her mouth literally looks like a butthole. I was about to. Did you actually (laughs) think that too? I swear to God, her mouth gets so tiny that it looks like a little tiny puckered butthole. Like brown lipstick. So her talking head is her saying she's sick and tired of the stripper thing. Who cares about tits? At least she can show her feelings and tell somebody she loves them. That was actually a sick burn. That is a very good one. That was an excellent point. Like, she keeps bringing it back to the stripper stuff. And Heather's like, I'm vulnerable with my feelings. And at the end of the day, that's a win. And Heather makes a very clear or 
a good point here too, saying it doesn't matter. Jess says, of course, it does to her. But Heather says it's literally the only card that everyone here has on her, which she's is true. Right. When she's it's right, the she's only right. Thing any of them has ever been able to say about her. That's it. Because she's smart. Thing. Oh, you're she's a stripper. Pretty. Okay, and she's smart. She's pretty. She's badass. She's she can get along in a lot of different situations. She can hold her own. Has a lot of confidence in many ways. Yeah, that. It is the easiest thing to throw at her. It's the only thing. Oh, you're 31 years old. I know that you're insecure they can't about question this. Her, no, they can't question her devotion or her interest. Yeah. Like, whatever. So she's like, what did she say here? She's like, I met him and I'm never going back. Period. 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 Although that might have scared him a little bit. So All Jess of says, this, all of that kind of discussion yes. scared the shit out of him in the same way New York saying it scared Flav. Yeah. She really is... More of the New York of her franchise, but in a lot yeah. of ways, she's still not. So Nobody Jess could ever gets, be. I believe it's just the talking head saying, Heather's full of shit. She sees Brett as her ticket out. She'll never get out of it on her own, which I say, shout out to Heather, who is now a successful real estate agent. And even if she would have stayed a stripper, it wouldn't fucking matter. Not at all. But no she has chain, diversified though. her portfolio in terms of things that she is capable of offering. Yeah. Like, she's a real estate agent now and had the podcast and now a, a YouTube series. Exactly. Or whatever. But She's doing well for herself. Yeah, she's got a couple she got a couple things going for her. A couple plates spinning, so. And as we said, no shaming at all if she was still stripping. Again, never. So Brett's just sitting there looking all uncomfortable where he tries to kind of break the ice again. Says, will anyone take a bite of food? By what, I, what the fuck did I write here? Oh, because it's really awesome or really, really good. That's what, sorry. I noticed Anybody? here, and y'all take a look back and see if you see it too. It very easily could be sweat, but there is a line that looks like a moisture line underneath Heather's eye down her cheek that I think might be a tear. I didn't really see it, but well, you, you were, were also very, standing look, on the look. other side of the yes. room. So. so there's, I mean, like you said, that's her one big insecurity. She's like, I want to do something else with my life. I'm just still doing this right now. So they just pretty it's the same much that she wasn't a, a stripper in a time where like stripping was more socially acceptable, because if this happened today and those same criticisms were leveled at her, she probably would have been like, yeah, you're right. I am. I'm a fucking bad bitch, too. Yes. I'm working at one of the most prestigious clubs in uh, Las Vegas. I'm like, tired of making a thousand dollars cash a night. Right. Like, I'd be like, I'm like oh, yeah. Life. How much are you coming home with tips in a night? Yeah. bitch? Like, you're working for tips, too. Make and I guarantee you're not you. making as much as I am. So I would be flexing all over Jess. Exactly. Easily. And, and I have to work of- one job to do yeah. it. And you think, like, especially those kind of places, you know, like, she's probably got scores in Vegas. Guards, like, no scores in Vegas. And she probably yeah. doesn't even have to do, like, a ton of work. She's probably doing bada bing shit. She can do the flips, but she, if she wanted to walk around the pole and not do all that acrobatics, she could. Yeah, exactly. Do some fun private dances in the back and stuff. Make that money. VIPs and stuff. She's scores is a franchise. Fucking, There's probably a bank out there. Score, yeah. Scores is a franchise. There's probably a good, I don't know. If y'all know Las Vegas strip clubs better or the, the difference between working at a franchise strip club versus a uh, an independent location. Please update me. We could be completely off base. But in huh. my mind, chances are Heather probably only has to do one job, whereas Jess is working at least two. Yeah. We know. And obviously, there's nothing wrong with being a hairdresser or a bartender nothing either. Nothing wrong at it. I'm just saying, like, if you're just going to try to just dunk on me for change. my job, yeah. let's talk about the fact that I have one and you have two. <laughs> like. And in that one, she's making mad money. Easily. 
So they just look at each other. It cuts back to him. He's just looking down. Brett then tells them, one of you goes out all day tomorrow. The next day, the other goes out all day. Then back to LA, where I'll make this decision. He also then- says dating two women is stressful. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm sure this is your first rodeo with that, yes. you piece of shit. Oh, rodeo. Hope she's done. So he kisses them both quick, pretty much dismisses himself from the table. And then they just sit there and glare at each other in silence while drinking champagne. Yeah, that was really awkward. Like, why did he Because he was that? like, fuck this. I'm not sitting here during this awkward bullshit. I'm out. So the next day, they're... See, this is where I got kind of where it's they're on their own hanging out and they seem like they're having a good time because they're yeah, at the pool sitting, together and they're chilling. They're and sitting in, in the same cabana. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously they're they're dunking on each other when they can. But yeah. if I really hate you that much, I'm not sitting with you on a bed in a cabana. Yeah. And the note, per, I, I don't know who they are. They bring the note over and they're both like, hi, how are Like, it seems like they're in a good mood. It's like, yeah. all right, enjoy yourselves. Have fun. So the note is for Heather. It says... Cabo is hot, and so are you. She does a little shimmy dance. Time to get dirty, just us two. Just see you later. For now, just chill. Tomorrow we're hanging. I promise to thrill. So Jess is pissed that Heather gets the first date. She doesn't want her to think that she has an advantage. I, well, whatever. Basic note, simple rhymes. You know, like so much of this is so formulaic at this point. It was novel when we did flavor of love season one now it's the formula is exactly the same so So we'll go right into the date time with heather she walks up he says hello super hot which is kind of like it's weird he calls her that through the rest of the episode and i noticed that whatever they do heather loves to wear the merch from that thing because she did it from with the save a horse ride a cowboy shirt from wherever i forgot what the name saddle river tavern no like steel wheel whatever the fuck it is yeah that one she she wore the t-shirt right away and she's got all her me casa shit on good for her so the first date with heather she's always talking about the ranch just the openness having fun so he planned something amazing which i even wrote this is awesome because this would be a lot of fun to do see now my first thought was this looks terrifying why are you putting her on another date where you're trying to kill or injure her because on an episode of real housewives of orange county two of them got really hurt in a dune buggy accident like really? airlifted to a hospital level. Was it a same kind of situation? Yeah. Or was it like uh-huh. that's really weird. Yep. I mean, drive responsibly, people. So they put on their bandanas <sighs> and helmets and they strap in the Doom buggy. Brett driving first. He's whipping around, going over some hills. He says he's having a ton of fun with Heather. And then all of a sudden it happens. Now, y'all know we haven't had an iconic line of the week for a couple weeks now. Haven't had a what's going on for a little while. Y'all, Brett makes up for it this week, and we get the first of many instances of him saying, My diabetes, my diabetes, my diabetes, my diabetes, my diabetes, my diabetes. Whew, dude, we we get it. You've got diabetes. And it is important to bring up these health issues early on in a relationship, but it's the timing is convenient yes. i'm just saying but yeah let's describe a little bit more of what happens and then we can break it'll, it down yes, it'll come into something later so they stop she's completely loving this he says he's fighting something he's got to try to eat something make him feel better part of him is exhausted but he's not telling her this this is like talking head shit so at one point he, he does keeps say, saying we need to eat he'll say yeah let's go eat something she hasn't driven yet she says she wants to drive it he's not saying hey my diabetes is acting up 
I need to eat something and we'll come back and do this. He's just being like a dick. He's just being oh, like, I, really I don't, I just really need to eat something. I'm not really being. Just be I, open. Just be like, yo, my diabetes is making me not feel too well. I got to eat something so I can get my energy back. Done. If, if he's actually having an issue with his diabetes. Yes. You know, we'll talk about it. Like I said, if we, yes. oh, we'll talk about it. So she starts to drive, going over everything, hitting every bump, every hill. Brett says and he thought he's going to die. And it also could just be like car sick too. Like she has no reason to think that it's necessarily diabetes if he's not bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, motion I mean, sickness going over those fucking hills and bumps like that. And it's probably hot. Like it's yes. it's uncomfortable. So it's out of the realm of possibility. But it doesn't look great for Heather because she's like, but I wanted to turn to drive. Which is kind of like if you brought her on the date, bro, let her drive. I don't know about that because I'm sitting here going like, all right, even if she doesn't know it's a diabetes thing and even if he's like, all right, let's go eat, like, I don't know. It's clear that he's not feeling great. So, like, I think the insistence on continuing to drive or, like, maybe you could structure it where it's not like they're taking – not where they ultimately go to eat is super far from where they're doing this. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for them to break up the day a little differently and they eat in the middle and then she gets a ride. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just take a break and then she could drive later. It's it's that simple. Yeah. So Brett's like, well, you know, I'm a survivor and I guess I'll let her drive yes. for a little while. Like, oh, yeah, a real test of your uh, fortitude here, bro. So they, they keep showing it of him saying he's got to eat something. He then says he feels like he's going to die. It's also dubbed over audio, yes. by the way. We don't know exactly It doesn't what seem he's like saying he's saying or... it in the time. It's yes. It seems like he might have been head. and they probably just didn't have clear enough audio yeah. to confirm. But at the very least, we get dubbed over audio. So who knows what was actually said? So in a talking head, he says he feels like he's going to die. She's not really affected by it at all. Starts <sighs> talking about all the driving, you know, that is. And then that really concerns him. And he once again says, hey, let's go eat. So he drives them over to a picnics. What did I miss? No, I wanted to bring up before that. I was wondering if his like he's like white knuckling it right while she's driving. And she certainly is going out of her way to hit every Every single bump. And she's like living it up and like having fun. And he's like, and I didn't know if the I feel like I'm going to die thing was a diabetes. Yeah. So drivabetes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I not joking about diabetes. No, at all. never. Not at all. But like it it did seem a little like he was being like, oh, she's not a very good driver because she wants to like have fun. Like it's not like they're well, she's got a little like they're bit doing of that. race cars and she's like, you know, Tokyo drifting out here for the first time. Like the whole point of it is to go over the bumps and make it a really bumpy wild yes. experience. So she's doing that and she has faith in her own driving ability whereas Brett doesn't. It, doesn't it, trust her. it felt like a control issue for sure that he was not thrilled at the idea that she that somebody a else wild had child behind the wheel. Well, not only that, that somebody else had to drive in general and has his life in her hands. Yeah, Lord knows his vain ass. So yes, he drives them over to a picnic set up on the beach at the water. Very nice. Oh, it was a gorgeous setup. Yeah. Oh, he's, it looked so pretty. He's starting to feel a lot better as they're eating. Says he st- now, I guess, because he's feeling better, decided to have fun again. So they stand at the water, hugging for a bit. And then it cuts back to them at the hotel. We she she does also go in the water in like a whole thong. She's always in a thong. 
No, I know, but I just didn't know if it was a thong bathing suit or if it was like her, like she packed a bikini top, but then not a bikini bottom. I didn't know. I don't know. What am I saying? Well, she's always topless, so maybe she doesn't have a top with her either. No, she had a, you could see the straps, the the back of the string bikini hanging out underneath her crop top. She said, you have a great time today. It was killer. Been laughing so hard. Tells her tonight, dinner, gonna be awesome. It always is, right? Killer or awesome, it's the two. In, In his mind, it always is. But I. But this goes into your little thing about like the good looking people thing. Well, first earlier. I want to bring up that it looks very difficult to maneuver a kiss with a. With, when you both have cowboy hats on. You have to like turn completely side headed. Like, yeah, like, well, it's like you can see they're both so kind they of going run. in about it and just kind of trying to figure out how to turn their heads in a way where the cowboy hats don't get knocked yes. off. It's a problem I've never encountered personally, but. So Heather walks right back into the room, immediately going, "Literally, oh my just, god, best day ever on the I entire planet!" I swear to God, she's fucking Ric Flair walking into yeah. the into the room. I'm yeah. not even joking. Like arms akimbo, like, "Hey, I had the best time," and just Jess like, does like the spit take laughing. Okay, like, whatever. Oh, fuck, here we go. Heather says, "Of course, Jess is there, rooting her buzz." It's like, duh, you're in the same room. Like, that's my thing. Like, of course she's going to be there and not be happy. Like, you can't say that Jessica Beck, well, I hope you had a great time. Well, I no, I don't think, continues. but I think that there's a difference between somebody being like, I guess, I hate to keep comparing them, but the way Hoops and Delicious were, where it's just kind of like, okay, cool, versus Jess, who goes, you're never going to be more than a fuck buddy to him. I hope you know that. Like, I mean, technically, she's not really. I mean, her. she wasn't wrong, but <laughs> it just was like, damn, like, and but I did love Heather's comeback to that, where it's like, wow, you sound really confident. Yes, because it's true. It does. It's unbecoming of Jess no, to be you... so like harsh out of nowhere, yeah. where you could have just as easily been like, okay, bitch, like, sure thing, just simple. All right, just wait till tomorrow when you're home and I'm on my date. You can say something simple like right, that. Right, where you're still being, you're still, you know, making that little jab, yes. but you're like, damn, you're not going to be, you're never going to be anything more than a fuck buddy. Like, that's, yikes. Jess does say she was pissed off that Heather came in bragging about her date, so now she's just going to fuck with her. This As is- Heather is leaving, says, okay, I'm off to dinner with my future husband. Jess says, might want to return that dress because it's scream stripper. And this is as the door is shutting, yes. right? Like, as, because, like, this woman from the hotel goes, hi, like, I'm coming to take you to breakfast. She's all night. Like, she's it's like, come so on. so chill and, like, just trying to do her job and, like, enjoying her five seconds of being on TV. And I swear to fucking God. Now, if y'all watch Bad Girls Club, I don't remember what season, but there's a gif that goes around where the chick fucking kicks the door open like i think it's the back door and that's basically what heather does once she hears she can't let jess have the last word yes she fucking turns around and kicks that fucking door open like nope and she's like oh really which one of the two of us wore like a denim skirt to a five-star dinner and I'm like, she says like a stank or a skanky stanky probably skanky, skanky. Outfit to a five-star dinner last night a mini skirt to a five-star dinner which is where I learned it wasn't jeans. It was a jeans miniskirt. <laughs> or a denim denim, denim miniskirt. But um, jeans to me. It's funny because like that outfit that Jess wore is like, I feel like very much my vibe in high school, except probably more tit. But like. De- denim skirt with a much lower cut with a much lower cut shirt well actually you know what well, honestly that was show, that was so. my that was my move too, where I'd wear like a very tight top on purpose. Well, yeah. I Emphasizes mean, the boobs. Yeah, I know. That was my M.O. 
But I just, oh my god, it was just so funny watching Heather be like, nope, but then also thinking that what they had last night was a five-star dinner. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you haven't been anywhere nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Jumping to dinner time with Heather and Brett. We do need to talk about Heather's dress very quickly. It doesn't seem like, well, she walks up, Brett says, baby, that may be the sexiest dress ever. It is calling it a dress is generous uh it like cuts off like who, right under her butt cheek as somebody like who short. wore shirts as dresses for a period for during this period of time that is absolutely a shirt that she wore as a dress i am telling you what do you mean there were certain shirts especially when they had that kind of band at the bottom or something to like keep the bottom tight mm-hmm. that i if it was long enough but still short enough, I would wear that shit as a dress. I would have worn that shit out to the club as a dress. The dress, the the dress that I have on the night that time in Albany, where that dude punched me in the face, that was a shirt. Jeez, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you after this. But the I am the queen of wearing sh- was the queen of wearing shirts as dresses. I know a shirt dress when I see one. All right, <laughs> it is. So it's like tealish, kind of sky blue. Heather loves a halter top. I don't know why it took me till this long in the season to notice. You know what a halter top is, right? Now they that you say it, I feel in a while. like I've, I've, any other day I'd be like, yeah. But now that the pressure's on and you're asking, Mike, what's me a halter this, top? My assumption is it's a top. Like yes. I know there's like crop tops. Which are the ones that just like they're shoulderless and they go across. Isn't a halter the one that that goes is not what neck? a crop top is. <laughs> the fuck is a crop top oh no crop top is the one that's cut up above the stomach yes what, what the hell is that one called just a, sh- a tube top a tube top thank you <laughs> and it's a halter top the one that goes around the neck yes okay so it's a halter neck you put now the pressure on me i get nervous i i guess so um <laughs> and it's a very simple question all right now i've got a little bit more intermediate of a question oh do you know what a cowl neck is cowl c-o-w-l what is a cowl neck is it like a halter top that has like a collar that goes around the neck or something? I don't no, know. No, 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 no. It, it's kind of the opposite. So it's one oh. where the neck um, is like low and kind of bunches. You know, when it's like a little folding going on in the front. I'm describing it poorly. Hold on. Like there's like almost creases where the V hit. Not like creases, but quite. It's like. <laughs> Just fucking show me a picture. I'll Google it myself. You have the curve, like it's going to go down the boob, but then that kind of hides behind, like... It's like, it's layered instead of being straight across. It's like bunched a little bit more. So yeah, so she has... So for the people who understood what I was talking about the first time, it's like a halter neck, cowl neck dress. And it's got some ruching. Now I've explained to you ruching before, but we've already been taking too long doing this. So it's, it's got one of this little thing on the side where it's tied and it's asymmetrical so it catches with the ruching and the ties either way it is 100% a shirt I would literally put money on it because it is way too short to be like well, designed short, as a dress yeah. even by like sex work standards I it just is looked at it like, oh, like she's wearing a dress that isn't really designed for her no it's a dress that isn't really designed to be a dress it's a shirt <laughs> so it's a shirt it's a shirt Hugh Grant he's a jerk um haha so after she, she walks up and goes, how you doing? She Again, says, more dramatic music, too. Very dramatic music, like piano music. Well, they kind of switch it up here and there on her, I guess. 
because there's times where Jess really gets it because it's like, oh, emotions. But this was just, I, this wasn't emotional music. It was like like heightened emotion, like tense kind well, of music. Well, he does say the line after he says, how are you doing? She says, good. He says, you didn't come to kill me, did you? LOL. Kill me with that dress, I thought. Oh, that's what he said? Yeah, that's what he I thought he, he meant, just said, like, you didn't come was... to kill me. Like, she's trying to use a crazy card now. No, 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 no. I think he just meant like the dress uh... would like give him a heart attack or something. Oh, I that's nice. I felt like this date was basically our dream date because you got to sit and eat in like a comfy pillow bed yeah. setting, right? Like good doesn't food, this look like my drinks. like doesn't this look like something you'd love to do? It's exactly as I said. Dinner at the beach bar. He says, "If there's a heaven on earth, this is it, right?" Yeah, because they're there right on go. the water too. They're in like a little sort of cabana type thing. Yeah, and uh, it's just they're sitting in like a bed, which probably isn't the most like hygienic. A white bed, too, isn't it? Yeah, definitely room to spill. And we also don't see what kind of food they eat. Like, we don't actually see them eating at all. They, it seems like they get up pretty quick to uh, go back to his room, though. <laughs> I think I have a joke about that in here somewhere, too. Anyway. I'm sure. Always. So, I, the thing I appreciate about her right here is it seems like she takes this shit real serious. Because she As comes she right out and says, what is she up against? Do you feel closer bonded with me? Do you feel like she's kind of She wants of to know the deal. She wants to see where his even? feelings are, which is a solid point yes. and makes a ton of sense. And, and he, you can see in his face, he is pissed. He hates having his intentions questioned, which is so- He just doesn't want to be questioned at all. Not only is it super hypocritical of him, but it's like, like you, haven't, you haven't really done a lot of work to prove to these women how you feel about them, so they are entitled to press you about it. Yes. And for you to sit there and be like, I can't believe, like you can see in his face, he's like, I can't believe she would ask me this. He doesn't say it, but you can see it in his eyes. that he's like, he's shocked that she would even beg the question of like where his feelings are at. And it's like, you have not given her any indication about how you feel. So yes. she's entitled to want to know the scoop and want to know what uh, she's up against. Although he kind of explains how he feels here because there's the one moment he's, he pulls I one of his, scream. here's the truth. Like, right here's From the, the deal. beginning you and me bonded immediately on a party level where she jumps in and goes well we bonded on different levels and he just goes like just go with me on this wait right now. no it's like we, come on before bro. we even go with him on this i felt really bad for her in that moment because i was like wow this relationship is super one-sided you're nothing like you have Jess entirely said, you're nothing more than a fuck buddy not even that but you really just built this relationship up in your head to also be something true. that it wasn't which I also have a feeling on that also. What? I don't think she really is. Like, I feel like she knows she's not the favorite to win right now. I know she's, I know that she knows, but I think that she is still playing to win regardless. Like, it's not like she has resigned herself to lose. Like, yeah. I think she still thinks that she has a chance. There's a chance, chance yeah. I don't think that there's a chance watching it. And I'm not saying that as somebody who knows the result. Like, I think that he was trying to find his way out with Heather for a long time now. Yeah. And it just, the opportunity never presented itself. <laughs> yeah, it was like, nah, we want her to have her own show. Well, that, but I think it was definitely a producer push. But also once she got the tattoo, he really couldn't say no until he didn't have another option. That's true. Plus, everybody kind of went out of their we'll way to not be great. But too. yeah. I mean, I just really, too, and the audacity to where he goes with this, that he was really hurt by a stripper in the past. Yes. 
An exotic dancer, thank you very much. Okay, well... So he says. Sure. But... <sighs> says he looks at Heather, eyeballs her up and down, and all these emotions whip through his brain. Also, sir, if you were concerned about building a relationship with a stripper, maybe do a little bit of job discrimination in casting and don't bring strippers in. As much as yes, you don't want to discriminate it's against anyone. It's not her anyone. fault. It could be like, the hey, I is, had my heart broken by a dancer once. Open, like, I don't want to date If he's a open to dating strippers, then date a fucking. Then you don't know what I mean? Don't use it as a fucking thing against someone. I mean, and I forgot, did he ever bring this up with Brandy? I, don't I think, think he so. only ever brought it up with Heather, right? Yeah. Because Brandy was also a stripper, and what? Like, because she hadn't been a stripper very long, that there was a better chance that she could work her way out? Like, you know, why was it only well, I guess leveled? She, said she was going to school or whatever. But Heather had her degrees. It's not like Agreed. she couldn't do other things. Like, yes. you know, I mean, it's not like anybody who strips can't do other things. It's not like that it fucking matters. But if you are like, listen, you know, I. I could date a stripper, but, like, I, it's just not really for me. I had p- negative experiences in the past, which we will get to. And there's a whole list of reasons why this is hip- fucking absolutely hypocritical. But I just feel like if you didn't want to date a stripper and had all these concerns as invalid as I believe that they are, if you didn't want to date a stripper, don't fucking cast strippers on the show then. Don't try to actually date one then. And the gag of this too. Now, I couldn't really find a ton about Christy, aka the baby mom, Mm -hmm. whatever. They've been together since 96 on and off, right? And I think he said the stripper was the one he wrote every rose has its thorn about, but I don't know if I totally believe that. I just like you date. I think Heather made this point at one point in in another episode, too, where it's like you dated this stripper long enough ago that you shouldn't still be holding on to this shit. Yes. Like you can't discriminate against all strippers based on an experience you had with one. And unless she fucking like hustlered your ass, like pulled some Cardi B shit where she drugged and stole your money. Like, I don't really see why you're going to discriminate against everybody with this job. Fuck off. It's just like the audacity and especially too. again, and I know I've said this before, fucking strippers made you who you are. You have profited off stripper culture. Don't sit here and forget from whence you came. Well, part of it is that it's yes. also just young party kids, but that hair metal was pretty popular. It's a, it like, it's a but good it stripping like song. St- Nothing but a good time is a good- Because you throw that- Pour some sugar on me iconically. And you start thinking, there's that. You think of like, Girls, Girls, Girls by Molly Crew. Right. Like, they're stripping songs. They and are like iconic the stripping songs. Rock bands. Yeah. Oh, he God, says almost like... every night, five to six times per a week, he's playing a show. He says smash guitar. Stuff This is up. a weird point, too. And that she's a very energetic person, and he wonders at what point that she might need to go out, do her own thing. What would that be? What would end up entertaining her? He's very concerned because after five to six years of dancing, is she really just a great party friend ready or ready to start a new life and start a great relationship, which she, you know, she has great energy, which could be a bad thing. What if she gets bored? But she just says, hey, when I'm home in Vegas, I don't go out and do shit. Like I live a pretty kind of boring life. And honestly, based on her Instagram, I believe it. And he, <laughs> and that's not shade. That's somebody who lives a very similar life. Because like- he tries to say like, is it because of what you're doing that you need to like just be home and whatever that 
if you stop dancing, you're going to have to look for something to give you that kind of feeling. I wish y'all could see my face right now. I'm so fucking angry. Like, uh, where to begin about why this sucks also? Well, the implication that because he sees her in this party atmosphere for two weeks, that that is indicative of how she is all the time. And also, she did a lot of, like, laying by the pool at the house. The only thing- And she also was encouraging people to drink more than she was drinking herself. The only thing I understand where it's kind of like an adrenaline junkie in a way, where in this case, he could say, if you stop dancing, maybe she gets an adrenaline thing from it or whatever. It's like, guys are lusting at her, this and that. She just enjoys her job dancing, whatever it may be. And he could look at it and say, you know what? If you stop doing that, what is going to be your outlet? Like, what is going to be the thing that keeps you occupied so you don't, like, That's lose so, it? I think it's stupid. It's so stupid. She it's seems ready so to be like, listen, dude, like, stupid. I'll help raise your kids. I want to have kids with you. But like, not even we're best that. Friends. It's like, like, it's like Brett thing because he's like, he, he keeps saying he gets his yayas out in reference to, like, yayas. you know. Boobs? apparently no but he like he's like oh when i'm on stage like i get my yayas out and like when you do this you like you that's his like, do you get your yeah. yeah where it's like do you think that you are the only ambivert on earth like i would think that stripping much like other forms of performing you may not be the person you are on stage like even at any job you have your work persona to like especially if you work at like a public facing job with retail like i'm sure that there are teachers or hairstylists or all different people who like are a very different person when they're in that setting and being on Mm. versus when they're sitting at home with their loved ones or like regular people you know what i mean like if they're working customers especially in a tip driven industry Mm -hmm. and He's also, again, seeing her while she's on vacation. Vacation Heather may not be indicative of real life Heather. I mean, real life Heather has her issues. We're not <laughs> going to deny that. Everyone does, yeah. But and there's plenty about real life Heather that may not be ideal as a partner. But the idea that because she works in a party environment that she obviously has to be a party person means that he does not know her at all. And hasn't really made an effort to know any strippers because I feel like, you know, there are plenty of strippers who live regular fucking low-key lives outside of... Even women are objects to him. <laughs> right. You don't spot, you don't talk to Billy Idol that way. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I almost said Billy Eilish, which is a very different person. Brett Gulia. So, Heather then says, I'm in love with you, Brett. And it zooms right in on his face. I also plays think- a swallow sound as he blinks and looks up. He may have actually swallowed, but I think they put in a sound effect. Yeah. And then he looks over at her and he says, for real? She says, yes, that she is. Which then leads to him starting to rub her arm and kind of like softcore porn music starts playing. Mm. He then says he doesn't know what else to say. She props her head on his shoulder, says just wants to be honest with him. He doesn't know what to say just yet because he doesn't want to just let her down, obviously. She says something about. He just keeps when going. When you drop those three words, it's in a so head. beyond. He just keeps going. It's just so. I don't know what to say. I don't have it's words. So beyond. He says he can feel like, it. Gets nervous because he looked in her eyes, and his heart immediately vibed with it. Also, side note: Did you think that the discussion about like what she would do, like if she got bored, did you think also that that could have just been like he expects her to kind of be waiting at home for him while he's like away, like like when will my husband return from war? type of thing i think it's not as much 
necessarily he wants her like to how are you going to keep yourself home, occupied while it's going to be road. like yeah like what hobbies besides like going out and partying which is a weird what are you round do to, like, which is such yourself? a weird roundabout way to ask a an insulting way to ask a very valid question that he should have asked several days ago which yeah. is just like what are your goals like what do you see yourself doing or like what are your interests <laughs> like like what do you like to do when you're not working and or like what would you do if i was away for a while and like you know like those are solid questions but he frames them in such a judgmental way well then i feel part of it's like pretty much like if you stop dancing what are you going to do for money yeah it was a very loaded question that could go in a lot of different directions and he sucks for that yes well, they start kissing, sucking face. There you go. Charles, you says he sucks. Yeah. Uh, she starts kissing his neck, and then he immediately just goes like, "Let's go to the room immediately." So he jumps up. She's trying and she can't. Which I'm like, bro, help her the fuck up first off. Like, give her a hand because she's struggling to stand up in that shirt dress thingy. <laughs> the talking head. She says she thinks Brett's starting to fall for her too now. I literally just run. Oh, honey. Yeah. So it's back to the room. There's flower petals all over the, the room couch is and the gorgeous. table. The candles everywhere. Yeah, it's a beautiful room. Gorgeous with a beautiful view. He gets great sweets and shit. It's the same as when they have that dinner where like Lacey's like passing out and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Puking. That That's room was phenomenal. that room was really something. Yes. So that was a penthouse, too, I would assume. Probably. So it cuts to them laying on the bed with her on top of them. Then the camera kind of fades to the next morning. Is this their first time alone like this? Like a nightcap? I think so. I think so, right? I think she's had one. Has she had I think she one? had the group one where it was like Brandy C and Lacey and her. Well, because there was a time because Lacey, when her and Heather went to dinner, Lacey said like, you've had your one-on-one time with him. I have not. No, but I don't mean that like, as, like the nightcap. I don't one. mean one-on-one date. Like, I meant oh, like, like hanging like, out in the bedroom. Yeah. I don't think like, so. Like I don't, I think this is their first time alone doing and intimate. It, doing it. Yeah. So the next morning <laughs> they're kissing goodbye. He says, we have a great trip back to LA. She says, have a horrible date today. Ha ha. They still don't give them something to walk of shame in. No. It's so mean. It's like to give her a fucking and to, Brett Michaels and this t-shirt. Time, and this time they're carrying their heels. Both of them do. Yeah. I saw that. So she walks back to where Jess is in her dress still, as Sonya just pointed out, with the walk of shame. Asks Jess how her night was. She goes, good. Asks how, how, uh, she asks Heather how hers was. She says, awesome. Naked. All night amazing also heather comes to breakfast and does not change or shower her hair is still teased to the gods and like sweaty sex hair well that's the thing she's doing she's her, in like, the dress rub this in like, it's like very it's night. very shady too that they, <laughs> they have her doing this like weird hack cough to like show that she looks like haggard and like jacked up oh, from God. the night before like she like partied a little hard Jess telling her she looks like a hooker in those clothes. Her hair's... Oh, wait, no. Talking head. Not to her face. So she looks yeah. like a hooker in those clothes. Her hair's all fucked up. But then again, her hair's always like that. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not wrong. Heather says she should go shower, but wants to sit there. Can you smell me, Jess? Jess says, all I smell is rotten pussy. Which <laughs> I laughed. I did laugh. I, I laughed, but I was like, oh, that's mean. And then Heather says, it's not rotten. It's beautiful when you love somebody. And it's just kind of like... This is weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Why are we talking about Heather's pussy? So the talking head Jess saying she just needs to shower very badly. Jess is so rude. What did I write? So note for, I wrote a note for Jess. What does this mean? 
Note oh, for Jess. she gets the note. Oh, the note shows up. Oh my god! Wow. I didn't want to beg. Note for Jess. Did Don't you notice that it so sounded like when Brett was walking Heather out? That he was morning. like, you're flying back today. Like, he made it sound like she was flying so that back that day. She is. That sucks. I would have wanted one day to enjoy the hotel. What well, the that's fuck? if Jess got one, she should too. Yeah. And then they could both fly out in the morning. I would love that. So the note for Jess. Jess, you've been one hell of a sport waiting all day at the resort. It's time for us to jet. Hope you're ready to <laughs> for your man, Brett. Wow. In my head, I was going somewhere else. I <laughs> I hope you're ready to get wet. <laughs> Well, well, technically, he probably wanted to say that, but they had to keep it TVPG. So Jess says, are you jealous? Heather's like, ha ha, yeah, right. Little banter back and forth. And then Jess says, the only thing you have on me is boobs and I can get them tomorrow if I wanted to. Solid burn. Though. It was a good burn. It was a good burn. Heather then rolls her eyes. She gets the talking heads. I did actually dunk on someone like that once and I'm low-key proud of it. So I kind of want to bring it up. I mean, yeah, no names, obviously. Well, I fucking hate her, and whatever. Like, we were fighting at the time. I mean, like, we were friends again, and then we're not friends now. But I forgot what we had the falling out over, but, like, she kept... And I'm not... I tried not... Don't be a body shamer. I I wasn't. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, it was more face shaming, because she looks like a bulldog. But... I it was like a little Jeez. fix that body fix that face where she kept trying to be like oh yeah well you're a slut and I was like and I basically said the same thing I was like I could stop fucking somebody tomorrow your face is always going to look like <laughs> wow <laughs> wow boom wow all right there you go. <laughs> so Heather's talking head she may be able to buy tits but she can't buy wit and that's what she's really lacking so whatever solid point yeah Jess getting ready in her bikini top, putting her bandana on, puts a little, I wrote crop top, so I was wrong, tube top. <laughs> it's her tube top A tube on. top on over her bikini, and there's a knock at the door. Jess answers, and it's another one of the hotel workers. Not the same, because that woman's probably scarred for life now. <laughs> As she's leaving, Heather says, just remember when you kiss him, just remember where that mouth has been all night and morning. Jess says she's disgusted thinking where his mouth has been and putting it in the back of her mind. Immediately goes up to Brett and just like starts making out with him hardcore. Yeah. He says she greets him with the most awesome kiss ever. Everything's it's the most awesome. Killer. Most awesome kiss ever. Also, I wrote similar color or color bandanas, and then he goes like, Oh, it's funny, we have the same color bandanas. I mean he said they match, and they don't match, but they are this they're similar looking. Yeah. And here he says he his morning was semi-awesome, but now he's fully awesome. And I thought that was hilarious because it's like a It's a, a placeholder for joke. hard, yeah. Like, it's funny. I laughed. Sure. It's like, ha ha. I guess. He's got a semi. He needs to see if Jess can really let the walls down. Brett Pussy brings walls. Section, another section you know? <laughs> Pussy walls. Brett brings her to a yacht. And I made the note, and not like the flavor of Love Boat being called a yacht. This is like a much bigger one because we actually got like an inside tour where it's like. And a nice as, well, yeah, we get like a we get a like a very minor version of, of below the deck. of the below deck tour. Yes. And Jess is like, it's almost bigger than a lot of houses. Okay, which is probably true. I mean, fair, but it's just like it makes her sound like a podunk kind of. What is podunk? Like a hick. Oh, okay. You know, like it makes her sound like very Beverly Hillbillies. Like, gosh, I can't believe. 
so big. Like That's what she said. <sighs> so she's just jaw dropped when they're on the boat. They're doing a tour. We see it. We get another animal spotting on the date with them. Yes. They're walking through. He sees seals. He's like, as he's guiding her, oh. like through, we're still in the room. We're not Sorry. there Sorry. But he kind of puts his hand on her butt as she's walking to kind of like push her along on the guide, which I thought was kind of funny. So she's loving the date. The boat's, I'm, the boat is phenomenal. And yes, they see seals, which is really cool. Yeah, it looks like a nice day. Both of these dates looked really great. Well, this, no, not the dates. I'd, but like. I would rather this one. Oh, I mean, I would love to oh, drive some fucking yeah. dune buggies around and shit. Like, that shit is fun. But it's to, not like, super romantic. go out on a beautiful day on a fucking yacht in the sun, drinking and eating all day, like, I'm sorry. That's phenomenal. Way better. So they start making out a lot. She says, made out a lot and showed a lot of affection. But now it's lunchtime. Says he's been waiting for this date. She says she knew it was going to be fun. It's always fun. Always has fun in his company. It's like she's covering for herself. It's like she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, all these dates on this show are fun. I mean... It's always fun. I mean, because I'm with you on these dates. What she realizes is, scary thing, is there still a chance of rejection? He then takes off his glasses and says, there's here and, wait, what is it? There's here and love over here? You need to, oh, the He uses his hands to show a distance of, there's here with one hand, then there's love over here with the other hand, and you need to make that jump to find out if you can make it. All right. It's like, bro, if there's a wall up, you're going to hit it and just drop. But no. It's, I... It's like, yeah, let me jump over. All right. First of all, you shouldn't have to work this hard to convince somebody to be emotionally available. Mm. Like, this isn't somebody you shouldn't want, you should want to be with, that you need to work this hard to sell them on the idea of, you know, opening their heart and deciding to get over themselves a little bit. Like, and it's like she doesn't want to be emotionally available. That's the gag of it, too, where it's like, you know, I understand that everybody's got boundaries and issues and you carry shit from previous relationships that make it hard. I understand that. But it's like she doesn't want to be better or be available or feel anything. She just is like, no, sorry, that's not me, you know, and that's just that. But beyond that, he is having... The flipped version of the conversation that he had with Heather yesterday. That he is, he really was sitting there telling Heather, oh, you know, like, I've been hurt before and it's really hard for me to open my heart. Well, it doesn't matter. But, like, in general, he's saying, I've had my heart hurt before and it's really difficult. And, like, I don't know if I want to put myself through that again. And then he says something to just to the effect of, like, you know, I've taken risks before in my life and sometimes they've gone terrible and sometimes they've gotten great. And it's like... Oh, isn't it funny now that you are suddenly like, oh, well, you know, um, maybe you should consider like opening your heart a little bit when he was saying to Heather, no, I can't. I can't. I'm just I was hurt so badly before I can't do it. Like the can't fuck- open my heart to another stripper. The audacity, like the audacity has reached new levels. He's holding Heather to a way higher standard that Jess is not being held to. Mm. They get back to shore. Brett's talking head says Heather was open and honest at the table and Jess is still hiding something. I did appreciate him giving her props here. And we do see him get a little bit when she starts to question him because when she's like, listen, I'm afraid of being hurt too, which is valid. Yeah. He does make a little bit of that same face where he's just like, I can't believe, like you can see in his eyes that he's like- I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, We watched a Vine compilation yesterday, so it's a little fresh, but free Shavakadu, if you will. I 
you just see in his face that like he's so insulted by the idea that somebody would question his loyalty with both of them at the very least. So yeah. it's equal opportunity fuckery, but it's there. Getting back to the hotel. It's kind of like I don't know if he's motivated to go back in the hotel or what because he's kind of like, all right, come on, like I'll see, I'll see you at dinner, all right? She says, yeah, like it's not as like oh, fun and whatever with Heather. It's a private dinner at a different resort, and while showing him waiting, he exhales strongly and says, "There's something in his body with his diabetes that is not right right now." <sighs> says, meanwhile, the clock is ticking and waiting for Jess, but he's just feeling sick, like really sick. Maybe the maybe the last dinner he ever spends with her. She shows up, says, hello, beautiful baby girl. She says, he always looks really good, but today you can tell something is wrong with him. So he once again goes, here's the thing. Wants this to be the best evening ever, but he's not feeling super great due to his diabetes. Having a tough go. Wants her to know that he takes out the EpiPen. Not an EpiPen. It's it's an insulin. Insulin shot. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm. Says, this thing will save his life. His insides aren't feeling well. His energy is gone. His blood sugar sugar is extremely low. He's just not feeling great. It's like, bro, like you didn't eat or do anything before the date? I, so he are does we ready exp- to talk about it? Like, We're going to get I'm, there. Oh. So he explains to her that he may need her to inject him if anything does happen. You know, it's a, don't freak out. And I out. forgot about that because I, I – and y'all have better recall of this show than I do. So tell me if there's another moment where this happens where he like makes the – whoever he's dating sit with him and do the the glucose test but i swear to fucking god i think this might be the scene that i remembered where i was like i remember thinking even at like 18 years old being like this is weirdly manipulative i mean i have to clarify that statement a little bit explaining to somebody the medical things that could save your life is not in and of itself manipulative especially when you're on a date with them and you want to potentially have a long dis- a yeah. long term relationship like, hey, i am if not i start getting fucked up or anything like, i, just pay I attention think that it's happen. important and i think that it's a necessary conversation yes i just think the timing of it is a little weird <laughs> like i just think the the timing and the placement of this yes we can get into it in a little bit i don't know if, i don't know i don't know if you're ready are you ready to talk about it are you well we can get let's should we wait till the end of the date because it does come up again <sighs> okay so we will yeah. say yes she does say to make sure that if any point he's not feeling well he must tell her says he promises he will you can tell she's now like a little nervous about it because i mean it's a lot of pressure for it sure is true. to just have it yeah. thrown on you like oh shit like he might actually pass out right now well if you, especially if you have feelings for somebody and you know that they could be really sick and get sick and whatever yeah. it's scary and you know she says there's things that she wants to talk about but seeing in his in his eyes that she could tell that he's not feeling well that it sucks and they can't really talk about the stuff right now which then leads to her starting to cry and she mentions something about that she doesn't want him to think she can't connect emotionally and he says he could see it now she's finally letting her guard down like she wanted to have these conversations i guess she's also she's saying. saying too because it's like very mumbly and she's kind of saying that she's yeah. nervous about having to do that and she's scared for him and all of that makes sense and is valid and whatever so as they finish up he says let's just head back don't forget that thing which he's pointing obviously at like the insulin shot yeah for some reason he she said, still just, has it in her position you know, if the time comes just jam it in my ass you know what to do she says, whatever you need, she's there. Which leads to now where you have a theory. Of I mean, it's not really my the theory. Whole diabetes thing in these two dates. <sighs> I was with you. This is one of them, yes. This I believe this is some sort of a test. 
Before we start on this, I don't want to discredit Brett and his diabetes at all. I my father had diabetes. A lot of people close to me had diabetes. Like I'm I'm not discrediting that it is potentially an upset to your system yes in many ways i'm sure that traveling and heat and drinking and all of that and just like a couple and two weeks of this could very easily catch up to you i just think that the choice of putting it on these final two women as you're about to decide which one you want to seriously date is purposeful like it is instead of and i think like i said before i think it's really important to broach health issues with your partner or any of these sort of things like i think i'm not saying he shouldn't have brought it up i'm not saying he shouldn't have necessarily even brought it up on camera i i just feel like he hasn't mentioned his diabetes in weeks and now conveniently on both dates he has to go like oh how does she feel about me having diabetes but brings it up in two completely different contexts and in two completely different ways and expects a certain type of result when there's a lot of factors about why one of them i mean also we saw what was it two episodes ago that heather is not exactly the nurturing one and that jess is certainly a little bit more all of that i understand but (sighs) like you said it's not making light of anyone who has diabetes not at all never because it's where... And it's not like I think that he... And I, he very easily could be sick. It's just like, it's interesting how it only really seems to be bothering him when he wants to have these discussions with them yes. about it. And he doesn't and bring it up to Heather. He doesn't seem, at least uh, what we see, he to doesn't bring, bring it up to Heather. Well, yes, he doesn't bring the pen, which are two completely different discussions. But he doesn't, as far as we see, bring it up to Heather when they sit down and just be like, which if you were a halfway decent communicator you could be like you know sorry i just it was really bothering me and i wasn't really feeling well and whatever and i think you would have got you would have elicited a different reaction out of heather i just was like so stunned that he brought it up on both dates and then didn't bring it up for the rest of the episode in any other context and that's where yes where i feel you didn't bring it up on the on you know conveniently like oh riding dune buggies you felt it but not when you were sitting at the yes I don't know. It's like, as I just kind of mentioned before, where as he's standing there waiting for Jess and he's like, I'm not feeling well, da da da. And, you know, I might just be like, bro, like you didn't eat something or do that. It's like, you would think if he's, before he goes out, goes on this date or whatever, he's probably checking his blood multiple times throughout the he day. He seems like he takes and, it way more seriously than my dad did. Yeah. Who, you know, like was not taking it anywhere near this seriously. But then also, I mean, and also, of course, every it's different for everybody. Yes. I'm not. I feel like this sounds so shitty and like if you are more well-versed in diabetes, feel free to check us on all of this because we could be completely off base. It just, I just find it interesting that diabetes hasn't, if if it's the partying and the illness and all of this stuff had come up prior, now suddenly it's like you're, it feels like you're testing them, especially considering he then proceeds to test them again later on, which in, it's weird. It's yes. just, it's a choice. And also, I think... His actions make it seem like it's a test as opposed to, like, I'm really feeling this right now. This is an issue. Yada, yada. 
Yeah. As you say, it's not downplaying the seriousness of diabetes. No, not at all. And I'm not saying that or he's, making fun of. I'm him not even for saying he's it. necessarily faking it either. Like yeah. I'm not. Say, he could very easily not be feeling well. Exactly. I just think the decision to discuss it in these contexts is it's pointed because it's not like he couldn't have brought it up on other dates. It's not like I mean I and I like I said I think it's a really important discussion to have with your partner. Also, though, it is worth noting that. Just because somebody says they're okay with it in this context or at all doesn't mean that when push comes to shove and you need that help or you are feeling really sick, that like that person will necessarily be there for you in the way that you need Mm. them to be. I mean, people with chronic illnesses and disabilities and stuff, like you can be fine with it in the beginning. Like, you know, there are people who will, you know, say like, oh, yeah, you were fine with it in the beginning. And suddenly now it's like now it's presenting a problem. You know, like disability dating has to be incredibly challenging, like for that reason, because people can be like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. And then when you realize it actually is like a way bigger undertaking and toll on you. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's shitty that that happens, but it happens. All right. Back to a let's hope. Oh, what did he say before? Oh, uh, I was so annoying too. Right before, like they got up to leave, he goes, "I can't stand another minute not holding you." Whatever. And I know Jess is not a nurse, but you know, y'all know how, like on Twitter, there's that thing going around, like, "Oh, isn't it interesting how all the mean girls from high school went on to be nurses?" Mm. Jess has very much. I know that she's not a nurse, or at least at this point in time of the show, but like she has a lot of that mean girl turned nurse energy. Hmm. You probably were not as cognizant of it no. because you didn't interact with girls basically at all but as as somebody who interacted with girls and know several mean girls who went on to be nurses uh yeah jess is very much that kind of personality all right so we get back to brett's room he asks, do you want to come in and stay with me she immediately goes yes yes they start kissing yes consent bare minimum Woo! so the talking head says physically they bonded emotionally they bonded he says he got the jacuzzi ready for them. She says, nothing better than going to the jacuzzi, dot, 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 naked. LOL. We get a quick shot of her butt going up the steps of the jacuzzi. I also forgot to bring up that I liked her outfit. She had a really cute uh, top on and then a black skirt with it. So I guess she felt like dressing up today. There you go. <laughs> so, well, it's the one-on-one. You got to dress a little more, I guess. Yeah. So yes, as I said, got her butt going up the steps of the jacuzzi. It's him taking her shirt off. Yeah, he you says would highlight the- that part again. Well, yeah. <laughs> So he says, the perfect ending to the perfect day minus the insulin. So we get to the morning. Jess says, even though you weren't feeling well last night, I still had a great time. He thanks her for being so real with him last night. He loves her innocence. She's not a player. She means what she says. Says it was really tough to say goodbye to her. She says that she misses him already. He tells us he sent them to a hotel in L.A. while he stays one more day to have some quality alone time. I always think that's time. so funny. I guess, like, the point is so they can get the house ready for elimination. But then again, they're not doing the elaborate eliminations that they were doing on Flavor of Love yeah. There's or no I Love New York. There's no getting your hair done. There's no going dress shopping. No, I didn't even mean that, which was so interesting. Like, that's what made this episode so weird. Because if you were to tell me to summarize the episode very quickly, like, the main things that happened in this episode, I'd be like, they hopped on a plane, they got to the hotel, they had dinner, he had the date with Heather where they do the doom buggies and the dinner, then they have the date with Jess where they have the yacht and then the dinner, and then that brings you to elimination. It's like, I was thinking in particular with the Flavor of Love season two finale, 
where that episode starts with the Sister Patterson fight trying to take New York out of there. Mm -hmm. They fly down to Belize. We get two dates, including the whole thing where New York is like, you know, what they get into the whole fight. I don't even remember what it was about. I have no idea. Oh, where he I starts. Remember. remember, he starts questioning her about. Uh, she starts questioning him about what he was doing with hoops. Uh, hoop, hoops with delicious, and he gets really defensive. Remember that was like the episode I hated oh, him the most too. Yes, where they get into the fight on the yacht. Yep, all of that happens, and we still see them. Oh no, we actually we don't see them getting ready because they're in Belize. Yes. Ah, oh, never mind. I'm mixing up my. But he also gets one day to himself. Yada yada. Well, right. We get a whole. We get a much longer sequence than we get of Brett. Yeah. I so before we see him, uh, before we see them get back, I just, I mean, obviously they're sending them to the hotel. I assume to get the, the house ready for the elimination. Although it doesn't look any different. Well, no, I lied. There's a little more. There's a little. Up. There's a little more. Yeah. Pomp and circle. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. We see Brett having his moment of like, oh, this is so hard. Like, I need to. This is like the toughest decision of my life, blah, blah, blah. That's usually the scene where we see Flav walking down the beach or yes. whatever. But this, he's standing on his balcony looking mournfully and like reflecting on the memories he's had at least over the last two days. But I'm cracking up because they're playing this Brett song. Now, y'all go and listen to it and you tell me that it doesn't sound like a mix of maybe it's time from A Star is Born and I Saw a Tiger by Joe Exotic. It fucking sounds mostly like I, I Saw a Tiger. I don't... I remember really get that vibe, I but I do know the tiger. song. I saw a tiger. Tiger song, Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my... Wow. <laughs> that felt like 500 years ago, didn't it? It does. Can you believe Love is Blind months? was also this year? Like... <laughs> I'm sorry to scare everybody, but it's true. 2020 is just like a fucking universe. Did you see the thing? Did you see the tweet where it was like, remember when twist. Shakira performed at the Super Bowl and did the la, 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 thing? And somebody was like, remember that was five years ago? And then there was a follow tweet that was like, just kidding. It was January. Yeah. It was February. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck me. This year. Fuck us. Sucks. Actually, I just, just saw a tweet that said 2020 feels like when Scar took over Pride Rock. And that feels the most correct. <laughs> this is just, yeah. Fuck we don't need year. to go. Y'all know how insane exactly. bonkers this year is. Either way, the day, the song is called One More Day. Go listen to it. Not because I want to give Brett money for residuals, but I just, y'all need to tell me if you think it sounds more like I saw a tiger or maybe it's time. <laughs> we, we jump back to Brett in his room at the house already. They, I guess, just skip all the traveling and the women getting ready for the most part. Just like part, the plane, but... like the plane graphic mournfully yeah. flies from Cabo back to L.A. Him and Big John are hanging out in his room. Says he has two beautiful women. It's the toughest decision. Think he has to do this one on his own. So John goes, you got it. And Brett but says, thanks, is, buddy. And that's I, about it. I think that this is funny, too, because, you know, when Flav is looking at the pictures of his final two on the wall, or really any of the ladies... It, like, makes a lot more sense because it's a full-size clock. This is just two passes, like, two small little VIP passes hanging on the wall. It's like, this doesn't have the same effect. No, it does not. (laughs) 
So it's him getting ready. We see him putting on his jewelry and his fancy boots. The girls will be here any minute. Cut to Heather getting ready. And this is where they're playing like a background stripper song. So this song. With like girl moaning and shit. I looked it up. This song is called Sounds of Sex. And it is from the Letter from Death Row soundtrack. There you go. (laughs) I I thought that this was at first it sounds like regular show scoring. Like the way that the score the background noise usually goes on the show but then all of a sudden i was like they were like there was singing and moaning and like i was like oh this is a brett song so i looked it up and yeah it's called the sounds of go. sex it's really awkward give her a talking head where she oh, says wow God, fuck me here how could he not choose me now we need to and describe the way heather looks be friends we need to describe the way heather looks because and she honestly, looks like she was like an emotional wreck while getting ready which she clearly was i Oh my god. Like Heather really outdid herself in the terrible looks department Very, this time. Yes. 80s. Wait, no. Go ahead. Let no, me handle it. Let me handle it. So, she's got on this dress and it is canary yellow, bright fucking yellow. And the dress itself, a halter again, is ugly as sin. So, y'all know in the 2000, well most of you know, in the 2000s the side cutout dresses were very popular that reveal your back, and Heather's worn more than one on her, like in her time here. Mm-hmm. But she, this one doesn't just have a normal side cutout; it's got like a side cutout and then like a piece, like a band coming across the middle that then extends through the cutout in the side and the back around the back, and it's all bedazzled or like got flowers on it or something. It's already a hideous color, a hideous design. And But she's like, oh, my pastel's on because he loves this tan, like, whatever. But her fucking hair, even by Heather standards, this is bad. It's huh? bad. It is teased to the gods in a way that, like, especially in the 2000s, 2000s was not about voluminous hair. 2000s were about flat hair. And I was thinking about what fuck me hair meant in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And first of all, this was not it. But it was really more like big barrel curls, which is at first what I thought she was going for. But the way it's teased at the top, it's just straight up 80s. Like, there's no way around it in a way that was totally tacky to the point that it's what you would have worn to like an 80s themed party. Not It's like not like a two- 2000s blonde porn star, too. I don't think porn stars had that much volume in their hair. Yeah. By that, Well, first of all, we're also in the mid to late 2000s at this point this is 2007 as somebody who was into uh, into fashion is quote unquote like is very heavy air quotes on that because i am like not stylish at all but i know enough to know as somebody who flat ironed the shit out of their hair every couple hours heather's hair was out it was tacky and bad. And it wasn't like she was trying. Because, you know, sometimes with a curling iron, it's a struggle. You can't always get it to be as, like, thick, juicy curls that you wanted, whatever. But this was not that. This was a, a purposely teased up, voluminous attempt at being what I guess she thought Brett would have wanted. But it just, and even by Heather's big hair standards, this was like exceptionally bad. She looked like shit. Like, and the thing is, if she would have just done her hair kind of like the way she does it now, where it just would have been like long and straight and not all teased up like that, Mm -hmm. 
and you could still do volume, but just not in that way. It her it, the whole thing was garbage. It was bad. It was a bad look. Cannot stress that enough. I do love though when she says something. She goes, "Oh, that this my figure and this tan that he hearts." I love when Heather instead of like that he loves, she said that he hearts. Why? Like I heart you. Yeah. I just I no that wasn't shade. That was more just like I love when Heather's like nerd side comes out and she says Mm. like things that people don't say when she the biaw a couple episodes ago. The thing she she hides from people. Yeah, when she when she does her own version of biaw. When did she do that? Uh, what did she win? I think she won the super fan challenge. Remember when she was drunk before they got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh God. All right, so let's cut now to Jess getting ready. She gets regular fucking music. It's, it's weird. like very somber and serious. It's though. weird the way they do this because it's like she, it's like we cut to her in the limo, I guess, coming back from the airport, and yeah. she's got no makeup on and she's like crying, and then we have that cut with her getting ready, but she gets like pretty regular music, like regular getting ready music. I don't I think it's a Brent it song. As, I mean, it could be as wrong. He says. Like how Heather's more of the party girl and all that, so they gave her that sound. I get that they gave her the party girl sound, but just... And then Jess gets the serious one because she's the one going through all the serious emotions and the walls are up and yada yada. Jess is wearing the prom dress that every girl from this time either had or wanted to have. If you were a girl during this time, you know exactly what dress I'm talking about. But it's kind of what Heather's dress was a takeoff of. So it's definitely very bedazzled around the straps and it does the straps underneath the armpit and through. And then it's cut out on the side and all the bedazzling is like in an X shape across the the waist. Mm. And it just was the most popular look for a prom dress during this time. I bet. I mean, she's also old enough. It's very possible that she wore her prom dress. Maybe. Or like a friend's prom dress or something like that. I mean, she's only 23 years old, so. (laughs) Limo pulling up to the house. Jess gets out. There's a red carpet. Walks in. There's candles and roses everywhere. It was very risky, by the way, when you know they're wearing gowns, to make them walk down the stairs with candles along the stairs. Also true. Very risky. Says she's a nervous wreck. That she's felt every emotion you could feel all at once. Heather then walks in, feeling confident, feels great minute away from walking away with the man of her dreams. Jess says she sees Heather walk in and couldn't help but roll her eyes. Her 80s porn hair looks really bad. If I was Jess, I would have laughed. Heather then whispers to her, I'm surprised you showed up. Oh my and god, Jess this whisper convo. Fuck off, Heather. This whisper convo was fucking hilarious. Just fuck off, Heather. I was dying because they were trying to be so, like, chill. Like, it was very subtle, but it was, oh yeah. my god, it was so mean. I laughed my ass off. I, I, I said, I, I feel like that her drinking a little and her acting like this is really Heather trying to convince herself that she's going to win. She knows exactly how this is going to go. She's gonna. She knows exactly how yeah. this is going to go. And, and deep she's... down knows she's not going to win. And then, of course, in walks Brett. And then he does his usual, like, you both look absolutely beautiful. In his velour, like, brown velour jacket. He mentions, as you can see, I don't have Big John with me today because it's just myself and my soul. I want this to be the most intimate moment that he can... That I, in his words, can make it. I'm going to say he can make it. So in front, he says, in front of me, two of the most beautiful women in the world. Heather, to me, you've been like a best friend. Ooh, that's that's all I would have needed to hear. (laughs) Showed commitment, love, friendship, such an awesome human being. Jess, 
You came from this girl who was sort of cold, very guarded, very distant, to come full circle, warm and close, protected me while I was sick. Uh, an unbelievable moment in Cabo. It's a tough decision tonight. Says how he could put it out there. He has one more big test for the girls and a talking head to us and said there's something that he's feeling. So he then says to both women, is there any way that both of you will be my girlfriend? I literally screamed, oh, fuck off. I mean, and I know that that's not what he's doing. Like I and we obviously as the audience, because he did just explain that to us. But also, I know that that even if he didn't have that talking head, I would know that this was a test. Yes. I just was like, are you really going to, even as a joke, fucking King Solomon this shit? Like, oh, well, I guess we'll just cut the baby in half. And like, whichever one has the result that I think is the most sufficient, that's the one I go with. Like, (laughs) fuck you, dude. Fuck. Even as a joke, there's a variety of reasons why that shit is not funny. And I know that it's like, I. it sounds more dramatic that I'm making it, but it's just, it's so... Just you lack respect for them on such a yes. fundamental level. Like even to, to be testing them at the end. You know, I was thinking about this, you know, as somebody who's been in a relationship for a decent amount of time. Okay. I I understand the desire to want to test your partner and see how they would react in certain situations. But I've gotten to a point in my life and in being with someone where I've learned that one, if you want to know how they would react to something, just fucking ask them how they feel about it. Yeah. Just simple. directly, just be, you know, just be direct and say what you need to say. But also, relationships are going to face enough tests organically that you don't need to create more. Like, or like tests and relationships should be things that you kind of realize in hindsight i'm gonna give an example from our relationship of something that i love about you that i didn't expect from you but i realized in hindsight was kind of a weird relationship test that you passed so back i guess it was almost a year ago now when we were going to the gym together all the time Mm mm-hmm in case it is not clear, I am not um, an active athletic person by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever. You, lifelong athlete, we're going to the gym together. I don't know shit about sets or reps or what any of the machines do or what I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm supposed to be. Like, none of that. I don't know shit about shit, right? So Mike would have every reason that it, when I asked him dumb questions to roll his eyes or be irritated because he's there to work out and it's none of his fucking business – Like, you know, he doesn't, you know, you have no reason to, like, be answering all my stupid, embarrassing questions. But not only did you, like, answer them, you weren't condescending. You weren't, like, you weren't irritated about them. And just, like, the idea that you, you know, were just so patient and understanding and, like, as many questions and as many times as I asked the same questions, as many times I wanted to quit and complain, you were just patient and normal. And like I realized in hindsight, like that wasn't intentionally a test. Like I wasn't asking you these questions just to be like, how would he react? But like it was nice. And in my mind I was like, wow, that's a really good indication of who you are as a person and as you are as a partner or potentially a parent, that it's just like you don't mind answering these questions. You are being patient and understanding and like all of that is fucking awesome. So it's just like those are the kinds of tests that you should be putting someone through in a relationship ones that come up organically not just like oh i'm going to create drama and chaos and see how that person fucking responds yeah 
Sorry. I just needed to get that out of the way. <laughs> there you go. All right. So. <laughs> Everyone see, I can be nice to him. That's not why I said this, but I'm just saying <laughs> that it's possible. So we get Brett's talking head saying, God's honest truth really loves both girls. And then he repeats the question about both being his girlfriend. So he says, Heather, would you share me with Jess? And she says she'd love to. She would do anything and everything for Brett, anything and everything for Brett, whatever it takes to show how much that he means to her. Ask Jess the same thing. She says she cannot share someone that she cares about. It's not in her. If you're hers, you're hers. And then he realized at that very moment that in the crossroads that this is what he needs. This is what the show is all about. My jaw was agape this whole time. Just on the floor. Just the audacity of this whole. I know that I've said the the disrespect like of this whole situation is off the charts like it's really like he just tried finding another excuse to be like hey heather you said this but then like because it's because i remember watching at the beginning of this episode being like where's this lesbian shit coming from and it's like oh my god he's looking for reasons to like make it seem like a good excuse on tv i but not even that like it just it's it's almost like he had that idea to do this to them at the end anyway and was like oh if heather's showing a lot of interest in this other woman then she would prop this would be a good excuse for me to just be like well you failed this particular test and now you just blew the whole opportunity that out of nowhere heather suddenly being you know complimenting other women is getting weaponized against her in this way that i just was so stunned that he just turned around and was like well you didn't answer the question the way i wanted you to so that's it sorry Says he's looking for someone in his life, every part of his life, giving every part of him, they're giving every part of them, looking for the girl that just fits. My mouth was a game. Which he then asked Heather to come down. Tells her, you look absolutely beautiful, been such a great friend to me, doesn't want to lose her, just wants to say he doesn't think that she's going to be that girl. She immediately turns, he says, Heather, don't leave the house Oh, I was so happy that she did. Which I say, she handled this very well where she just was like fuck this walked fuck out this left went I'm in the out. limo like she was like she didn't flip do anything fucking crazy she just went to the limo was like nope that's it so in the limo she says she opened her heart he took advantage of her that's an asshole for you let her guard down for once he took advantage of it don't want to deal with a lying bunch of shit what did she say don't want to deal with lying bunch of shit talking about him asshole He's like America's asshole right now, which I laughed and I said like, oh, so like Captain America, that's America's asshole. America's asshole. So apparently Brett Michaels is America's asshole. (laughs) So we go back inside. He calls down Jess. She's just kind of standing there like she's starting to cry. Well, she did that same thing that Hoops did. Did you notice that she kind of just like it didn't really click with her? Like, oh shit, now I have to date him for real. And he says, will you come down here, please? My thing with it, because I they're playing she can't make eye contact with him. Yeah, 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 right? And then, well, she says he's the guy that makes you feel giddy inside. When you see him, you get happy. It's a lot easier to do it in the talking head. I think that last question, with not saying, like, oh, hey, that was just a test. In her head, she's like, holy shit, like, he's really trying to pull two women right now instead of just one of us. And that pissed her off. Oh. That's how I took it. Oh. She sat there like, this motherfucker really asked both of us. I said no. So he goes, all right, I'm choosing one. And he still chose her, but she's like, fuck him. Like, he was trying to get two. Oh, that's a very good observation. Because afterwards, he could say, like, oh, I was just testing, but she might be like, I don't But also, I would be insulted by the test. Yeah. 
And like she at this point probably doesn't know that he also brought up the diabetes thing to Heather. Too. Yes. So uh, I'm sure she's watching all of this in hindsight mm-hmm. and being like, oh, no, like, I'm not I'm not here to play fucking games yes. like because that is a trust violation in and of itself. And the whole thing is she wants to make sure that she can trust him. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I'm that's a very good observation. And I would also, in case it's not clear, be very pissed. Oh, I'm just so fucking glad that she left, like that she just stormed out. She handled it exactly the right way. She did it right. No words, no flipping out, walked right out into the limo. And of course, there's the camera in the limo, which we're going to get like that whole scene. But I mean, granted, I would have appreciated if she made a scene like New York, Slap you know, quick. not yeah. even that, but just like lifting up her dress and being like, I don't care. Well, I don't she can't care. do that because we've all already seen her naked. Well, no, I just meant more like New York's reference, like, you know, from season two finale. Just ask goodbye or whatever she says. I don't remember. Who knows what she says. But either way. I- I would have appreciated a scene, but I'm glad also that she just she didn't even try to hear an explanation. She didn't want to hear him out. She just was like, fuck this shit. Like, good, as she should. When he calls Jess down, of course, they're playing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. And when they're playing Heather in limo because she's like calling him a fucking asshole piece of shit, like whatever, bleep, 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 bleep. They play uh, Talk Dirty to Me, like a yes. couple seconds of the background, and I'm like, yeah, I see what you did there. But I think you were, you said that this is, was this where it was clear that they were like, okay, we're probably going to give you your own show too? Yes, 100%. Especially with that music playing, her saying the shit, and then, I mean, obviously there's more coming up now quick. Well, there's something the else she said scene. that I felt like was, oh, that uh, he looks like America's asshole right now. Where well, that's what like, I mentioned. Where it would be like, that Captain that America's line is America's ass. No, 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 I don't just mean that, but I mean like uh, the idea that she would get her redemption arc. I'm really torn about how I feel about the result because I think that on paper, for a lot of reasons, Jess is a really good choice, like for somebody, yeah. like a good choice and a partner. I think obviously the insecurity issues and the bitchiness is like a little bit much. But in terms of her drive and her ambition and the fact that she's really pretty and, you know, all that stuff, like I think all of that works in her favor. Plus, I think that she really, I think her strongest attribute was that time that brandy and Lacey got so sick and she helped she, them out yes even though their competition she was still being like an actual caring human being and while heather was like Just stuffing her face yeah like, talking shit pure Taurus. so yes he then thanks jess for taking what was it oh but feeling like shit the other night and taking care of him and being there for him it meant the world to him and now we get his talking head saying he's got everything he wanted. Someone who's cool, someone who's hot, smart, <laughs> funny, and she finally let her guard down. No, she didn't. This was my rock of love. And this, however, like, I'm confused by her body language and stuff because I know I just mentioned it, but, like, even though we're kind of kissing like crazy, she was smiling, she wasn't making eye contact. Did the, like, will you both be my girlfriend thing really bother her? Because they're talking Or head. I think, it's like I said about hoops that time. It's like the realization where it's like, oh shit. I like, won and now this is over. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Now what? Because when you become so focused on kind of winning over somebody, you have to, you, it may not necessarily click. It may not be about what the prize is at the end of the day. It's the competition of beating that other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can say all she wants in the talking heads like, oh, I really want to be with Brett. But it was really trying to best Heather. Yeah. 
It's all that post-production There may have bullshit. been, like, actual genuine chemistry interest there, and I'm sure that Brett is very charming when you're around him, and I-, I And can't... she might just legitimately be, like, happy and, like, just overwhelmed with emotion right now. I know, I think that I No, I think that you- I think that you made a very solid point in saying that she was probably really thrown by the question, and it was hard to get her out I of would that be. headspace. Yeah. If I was on a dating show, and she was like, listen, like, will you both be my boyfriend? I'd be I'd have the same answer as Jess, which would be like, nah, yo, like it's one, that's it. And then, but like to have that thrown at you, you're kind of like, well, fuck, like, yeah, that's I guess I don't mean as much to you as you think. As bad as we love to rip on Flav for being like, you're telling the person that you don't want to be with that you want to be with the other one. That's how you're like announcing who the I'm winner a roll is. Of hoops. Yeah, that's such a weird way to say it, but like I think faking them out with like a King Solomon challenge is probably worse it was, yeah it's and i also you know to flave's credit flave as much as he doesn't really like to disappoint people and we've talked about how bread is very similar i i have to say i appreciate the fact that flave didn't put them on the spot with tests like this that's true for all of his shortcomings he was at least more upfront. He's like, about, yeah, fuck it, this is how I'm feeling, I'm going with you. Yeah, yeah like, it's just, Brett it was manipulative of them and prioritizing himself right down to the bitter, bitter end. And I would have liked to see Heather with her own spinoff, and I would have liked to see Heather come back in season two as a New York-style character, not necessarily back in the race, but to come back as the tester, Yes, you know, the, like, bringing somebody yes. else in as a test. I'm... I mean, not saying that I'm down for that in any relationship, but it's certainly more makes more sense than testing somebody yourself, I feel like, especially when you're wielding your illness. Oh, God. That so, was so right weird. before it ends, we get Heather in the limo saying, now I have a fucking tattoo of his this asshole loser's name on the back of my fucking neck, which he then rips off a necklace and goes, fuck that. I, this is where I also said Heather getting her own show would have been so awesome. I would have loved that. So show ends, which we now get our after credits, which is just strictly Heather in the limo saying. That's why I was nervous all day because I knew he was such a fake motherfucker, two-faced pansy bitch who can't fucking grab his own balls and tell somebody how he feels or tell somebody this or that. I've heard him. He fucking talks shit about everybody because he fucking has no game. He's fucking an asshole. Oh, well, America will see that he's the biggest asshole after they watch all this. I mean, I like, of course, I'm sure you guys will fucking edit to make me look like an asshole and hook him out on top. Great. Did she lie? Did she tell a single no. fucking and it's lie what I've said too, in that whole monologue? No, not at all. No, I think that believe And his me. game thing, this goes back to what I was saving. It's where, where you said the whole, like, with the people, if you're really good looking at points, like, you don't really develop much of a personality, this and that. And that's where, like, if you ever watch him interacting with any of these women it's always the same stupid lines yep it's always the like oh you look beautiful oh you're so sexy it's and that's just, the extent of and how he's it. and it's like in oh that. my god this rock star is saying i'm beautiful let me open my legs like that's like the mentality he has oh that's because that's how he's probably he's used to with groupies and like all that that's stuff. exactly yeah, that goes back life. to why i think about the way the reason why he went along with the tattoo because he's had so many women devote themselves to him in that way where he doesn't realize that to a normal person like heather yeah that's a huge commitment that's a huge like 
And I still am kind of weighing in my mind if Heather did that potentially as like a manipulation tactic. Like I know I haven't, like, I, I haven't, tattoo, you I haven't, choose right? Me, like I know. haven't brought that up before, but I've been thinking about it a little. Like, what if that was a choice on Heather's part to be like, well, he couldn't possibly break up with me if he does that. Like, yeah. as as weird as it sounds, like a weird like pregnancy scare type manipulation tactic. I mean, it could be that, or she could just be just that. Kelly Kapooring it. Yes. Or she could just genuinely be like, no, I want to make a commitment to him. This is what we're gonna do. And then he kind of called her bluff, so and she was drunk and she needed to follow through. Mm. But. That you y'all know that's been my issue with Brett from the beginning. Where at the very least, Flav would ask them questions about themselves or how they feel about him or something. Like he would ask questions. Brett did not give a fuck about who they were as people. Nothing. It was very like the Little Mermaid. Like you were just strictly concerned about looks. Who gives a fuck about conversation? You know, just not interested in any of that. So I, I, there's a lot about Brett Michaels that just really fucking irks me. And she really narrowed it down. Just, it's, and it's true. She called out the fact, and she called out the fact that he probably was talking shit about everyone. Cause that was fucking, like, we witnessed we that. We talked it about what, it so many Lacey times. He was always talking with or something. No, every date he went on, he was always trying to get tea or spill tea. Yeah. He was not trying to get to know them or have any conversations at all. He wasn't even really talking about himself. Like, he was just talking game strategy with them all the time. Yeah. And it's like... Or, oh, man, this food is really good. You try it. And now you have to sit there with somebody and this person's supposed to be the person you're dating. And you're like, oh, I don't actually know them at all. And, I mean, Heather can say, oh, you're going to make this, you're going to edit this to make me look like crap. And... While I do believe that editing played a part in a lot of this, and we all have seen Heather since, and it's not, nobody's perfect for sure, but there are certainly some consistencies in her pattern of behavior Mm. that were from this time and maybe still continue to this day, but yeah, I, they did. Everything she said in that speech was spot on. Just that's it. Like she didn't tell a single fucking lie, and I fully support everything Sonya's that she said. Favorite credit scene ever. Except calling somebody a pansy is not really great. But other than that, I fully support basically everything Her she said. Her shitting on him, yes. And every because everything she said was accurate. Like he wasn't giving it. He didn't give a shit about them at all. No. That's, Even by Rockstar standards, he didn't give a shit yeah. about them. Like he was there f- to promote his album for a paycheck and hook and, up with some chicks. Yeah. Some young chicks, too. Yes. Maybe I am ready to be done with this franchise. Who knows? I'm oh, get ready, because we're going right back to it soon. I know. We got New York, and then we're right back with them. I really don't remember too much of season two, either. I don't even remember who wins. Oh, I don't know any. With I, I think I know York who. Actually, this. I think I know who wins, but I'm not positive. I, I do know. The only I remember one name, because da- I know Daisy's on it, because she always pops up on, like, uh, Tubi and shit like well, Daisy. Of yeah, and we know that Daisy's like a person who exists. She's the only and one looks I like Janice from, from the Muppets. From the Muppets but yeah. what else was I going to say about that? Oh, I remember what else. So I was looking up Christy to see if she was the stripper in question that broke his heart or whatever. Yes. And I was googling her, and a lot of what came up is that he, when he proposed to her on the follow-up show, mm-hmm. that Life as We Know It show that's also on Tubi. He fucking proposed to her by saying, please say yes or I'll die from disappointment. Real romantic. Not only romantic, uh, fucking manipulative as hell. Yes. Like, say yes or I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like, what? 
creepy. Not good. Not great. It's not not good writing, Brett. <laughs> great oh, writer would have made me believe. Him. Oh, I'm ready for New York again. And I realize it's probably the last time we're dealing with her. New York? Yeah. Yeah. Season two, that's it. We're not I don't doing think the job any... one or any of those. No, sorry. Maybe in bonus episodes, but I don't also remember that being super interesting, so maybe I won't, but well, they tried to do Simple Life with New York, and yes. that was basically it. Um, I guess I would ask you how you feel about the results, but I think it's pretty clear. Yes. I was a Jess fan from day one. I know, but do you think that they are actually a good fit? Like, they should th- be together? No. I think I've said as we've watched this that I think Heather might have been the best fit from the beginning. But, but I also sort so of feel like of she's... friends. But I feel right, like they have definitely. She's the one hanging out backstage with him in the band, and like maybe they bang once in a while. It's kind of like what Jess said would be like a fuck buddy. Like it's like they're really good friends, but I don't know if I'd see a rela- I don't know if I'd see a relationship with any of the women in the house and him. I think that if he could humble himself a little bit, that maybe rodeo, rodeo. Yeah, I was gonna say if he could bring himself down a little bit, and she could like tamp down the crazy a little yeah. bit. That I think him and rodeo would be a good. They would have been age appropriate. And Southern Girl, it seems, with everything, she has a cowboy hat, the accent, gr- in great shape. Yeah, just, and it had, like, shares they a lot of like interests. They seem like they have a lot of similar interests, yeah. Just, like, similar interests, and just, I think that it would have been a really good fit best, if yeah. she would get over herself, if they would, he would get over himself, sorry. What else was I going to say about this? I don't remember. But, yeah, it was a good, it was definitely a very interesting drama-filled episode, a lot to unpack a lot of dialogue. Oh, did oh now I remember. Did you did your feelings change on your on Jess at all? No. You're just, just strictly just keeping it up, shallow. Yeah, like why the hell not? Why would no? She she was being kind of mean. The stripper shaming. It's like ah, come on. But it's like as you said, like everyone. Unfortunately, it was the time. It's how people talked. It was much more accepting to say things like that. Nowadays, things are a lot different. As you said, hopefully she's changed. What if you found out in 2020 she still holds those same shitty views? Like, fuck people who are in their 30s and tripping? Yeah. I'd be like, well, that sucks. But it's not gonna, <laughs> yeah. But it's not a deal breaker. Okay, so we know how shallow my is. Because I could educate her. For sure. Okay, Brett. If she came down. out saying all lives matter, then it'd be like, oh, never mind. You're like, wait for completely. all of my emotional labor to go to waste on fucking Jess. She'd be done. It'd be. There's other oh, things boy. that would be a complete deal breaker, but. The smoking. I don't like cigarettes at all. Maybe she's done with that too. We don't know. She we don't know. Be. I don't know shit about Jess to this day. She keeps a pretty low profile. So go off queen. That is the big negative. I hate smoking. Won't be a deal breaker, but I would try to get her to quit. Okay. Um, that's it, right? Pretty much. I mean, that sums up the season. Re well, reunion next week. There's but... a, yeah. There's a lot of funny moments, some sad moments, some serious moments. Yeah. Kind of like all these shows. Yeah. Kind of all ups and downs. This one, once again, obviously, there's a lot of problematic, a lot of, obviously, s- slut slash sex work training. There's shame training. Training? Maybe they're training. I don't know. Shaming. Apologies. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine it gets any better, but we'll see. No, yeah. This re- or maybe more news. strippers. I'm really excited. Y'all need to remind me that he talked so much about like oh i can't date a stripper it's like personal it's hard whatever because i'm like, she's two. not the last stripper i yeah. know for a fact she's not the last stripper so it's like six people on the next one will end up being strippers or something we shall see but it's interesting 
on that note, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Hopefully our schedules are a little complicated, so I'm going to do my best to get better at this. Yes. But <laughs> um, rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Yes, five stars, Five please. stars. Patreon.com slash rewind the love pod for bonus content. All fun 2000s VH1 style things. Yeah, the next thing we're talking about is 2004. Interesting. Don't ask me what happens then. I literally don't. We don't know yet. I don't remember, but. That's the excitement of it, though. Yeah, we'll talk about it. And you can find us. We don't really post on Facebook anymore, but Facebook.com slash rewind the love pod. Fuck. Rewind the love podcast. I don't know. Yes. Rewind the the love podcast on Facebook. Yes. At Rewind Love Pod, know the on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Sonia Marie says. I'm at Mr. Feeney519. We hope you all enjoyed the ride of this show with us. As we said, there's still the reunion coming. So that's going to be pretty eventful, I'm assuming. Hopefully. Exciting. But yeah, with that, thank you all once again for your support. We appreciate Love it you so much. so much. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.